real, real talk. It's a real it's a talk. Real talk episode. Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Phantasm of the Underworld Engineers. Hi guys, I am Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is my co-host Brad. Hey, people. Um, if you're a first-time listener, you've stumbled onto a fun time. Sure. To be sure. Long-time listeners, hey guys. Love What's ya. up? <laughs> hey friends. Um, also, We're heroes! Heroes! Yes! Guys, um, we got a wonderful episode for you. Um, we're going to be later, like we do on most episodes, we're going to be um, talking about episodes of Saved by the Bell and Mr. Belvedere. Indeed. Um, almost done with Saved by the Bell, the college years. Yeah. Um, kind of excited. Mixed feelings, though, because I don't really want it to end. No. But we've got tons of Belvedere episodes left, and they just keep getting wackier. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and again, guys, get those Perfect Strangers DVDs. It's coming Get ready. Up. You have enough time. And you're going to want them. That's a great show. My mind goes back to the scratch and sniff card side. <laughs> but yes. Um, so look forward to that. But before that, we've got other stuff to get into. Yes. First off, there is novelty in front of me and a food variety oh. that I cannot wait. Novelty snacks. Well, we got here some, we got some flavored marshmallows. I will say, and I think I mentioned this on an episode before, because at summer camp they had flavored marshmallows. Mm -hmm. Because you said snack. And most people probably don't think of marshmallows as a snack, I would think, because they think sugar, probably maybe a s'more maker. Marshmallows are an awesome snack. Hmm. If you only eat a few of them, they're actually pretty low in carbohydrates, even though they're just sugar. But, I mean, if you just pop five of them, I don't even know if that's a serving of carbs. I think you have to eat a few of them. But now they got these awesome different flavored ones. Yes. I can vouch for the chocolate and mint ones. Really fucking good. Nice. Um, But in front of us, Brad, you like... You emailed me this, right? Or did you, like, message me directly? I sent you, yeah, I sent you a message when I picked these up. I picked up some lime marshmallows. You mean you picked up a game changer in the aisle of the grocery store? I, I picked up a new world, all right? I want to applaud the brand Campfire for taking bold strides and protecting the flavor of lime. Yes. And also celebrating Key West, which mm-hmm. is actually where I spent most of my, like, young, young life, like... And my sister was born. This has got a burst of key lime flavor. It's a mallow burst. Key lime. Mallow burst. This isn't no green apple shit. Lime. Um, in a celebration of flavors, I also have in front of me something I've been eating on for a while. Um, Kraft put these out. We got Jeff, we got Jet Puffed Marsh. Oh, these are just mallows. It doesn't have a marshmallow. I guess marshmallow is a brand of its own self. My bad. Mm. Kraft Jet Puffed Mallow Bites. I got mallow burst. You got mallow bites. Mallow bites. These are ice cream cone flavored marshmallows. And Whoa. the fact that they're shaped like ice cream cones and there's three different flavors. What? Chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. Which one's the best? Um, I would say either chocolate or strawberry because vanilla doesn't really have a flavor. I think oh, they kind of copped out on that uh. one. And here's the thing. They don't really have a flavor unless you eat just the tops of the ice cream off and then you get the blast of flavor because if you eat it with the cone, it kind of neutralizes the flavor. Mm. I know that sounds weird, but trust. Okay. You need to you need to do this, man. You need All to get right. in here. I mean, guys, we're going to taste yes. these live on the air. Let's make this party happen. Put in there. I am super excited about Okay, something else I like about it, you can't really smell them when you first, like, get in there. Very true. Like, this doesn't smell like lime. Hmm, a little strawberry here. Oh, okay. If you're buying flavored marshmallows, maybe go with Campfire, because this is much more flavor than you get with what you yeah, just had. this is kind of weak sauce. Did you? Don't eat all of it, just eat the top. <laughs> I ate the top first. What do you think? I mean, you can taste the chocolate now, kind of. Yeah, I can kind of taste the strawberry, but not really. Yeah, and then the cone just tastes neutral. Yeah. But these key lime ones are an explosion of key lime flavor. These are good. 
as advertised, a God. burst of key lime flavor. These would be amazing on a s'more. Can you imagine a chocolate and lime and graham crackers? It's a new world. It is a new world. It's a new world of snacking. I'm gonna see what's going on with this vanilla nonsense. If you eat five of these, it's basically a serving of carbohydrates. This is ridiculous. Also low calories. It would only be 50 carbohydrates, only 50 calories for five of these little things. This is just, a, it tastes like a marshmallow. You really, I was really disappointed. I'm gonna have another one of these, dude, because Feel these free. are awesome. How about? Um, I was really disappointed with these. And again, the um, chocolate mint one's super good. And it may just be because Kraft is doing it. And again, you'll get me with novelty every time. Mm-hmm. Kind of lame sauce, but I do like the fact that we're we're doing flavored marshmallows. Indeed. I will say these are good for a, a palate cleanser because I'm pretty sure once I eat one of these, it's mm. immediately going to get this blind flavor out of yeah. my mouth, which I'm kind of disappointed about, but I'm going to do anyway. Mm. I'm just having another lime one. Amazing. That's a burst of flavor. If you do two cones at a time, if you start getting double scoops, mm-hmm. a little bit more, you can taste a little bit more of the flavor. Still underwhelming, though. So, guys, uh, stick with Campfire. Campfire's the brand... It's summer. Mm-hmm. We are quickly approaching um, the summer solstice, guys. I mean, it's basically around the corner. You're going to be out there at the campfire. Make sure you get um, you stay brand loyal to campfires mm. and get campfire marshmallows. Yes. This crap shit ain't doing it. I, I got to say this, though. I got these. These were marked down, so I don't know if these, no! are, these may not be selling that hot. That's impossible. Got this on sale for 50 cents. Okay, now, you, now you're making me want to go and buy, like, a grip of these mm-hmm. and take them to summer camp and be like, hey, kids, guess what? <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> oh, yeah, those craft marshmallows are neat and all. Hey, I want some key lime in there, uh, you're not, s'more. You're not going to put, a, put a, a mallow bite ice cream on a s'more. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Ugh, why even bother? Yeah. Why don't I just put a broken dream on a s'more? Psst, hey kids. Hey, do you want dreams again? I got yours. I got, I got, they'll come right here. Is them, is them campfires? Shut up. Don't talk so loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where's your money? I got a dollar. Yeah. Give me some else. <laughs> if you tell any adult where you got these marshmallows. Right. Tell all the kids though. Okay. Send them. <laughs> I'm sending them. I'm gonna run a marshmallow racketeer. You business. should so it's be a camp. You should be a mellow racketeer. What I'm gonna do is gonna give the marshmallows to the kids, mm-hmm. and then they're the ones that are gonna sell them. So if they nice. get in trouble because we can't have food on campus. Campus, like it's a school. My bad. You can't have food unless you're like me, obviously, because I'm diabetic. Right. I also got that in. It's oh, like, you got them, guys. I have to have food. Um, with me at all times because I'm diabetic, type 1. 80% of diabetics who are type 1 will die in their sleep when they... Yeah, that's that, That's actually a real statistic that's sobering. Eeks. I throw that out, get in the cabin. Hey, kids, guess what? This is a fun week. We're going to play a game. Ah, I like it. Who can push the most, most mallows? <laughs> Just the... Yeah, welcome it's to... Mallow what? Madness in summer camp. Mallow Madness. <laughs> it's a Mallow Madness summer. That's right. It's alliteration. You'll love it. Mm. Um... Yeah, just pedal them. I like it. Good plan. In all honesty, I'm not going to do that. Put, put a little heroin inside those mallows. <laughs> those right, kids are going to be hooked. Come on. You're going to sell all but the mallows. I, but I will probably go in. You, you said you got these at Walmart? I did. That blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Do they have other flavors in this? Yes. I don't mean to. Yes, they What were the other flavors? I believe. Surely there's a chocolate flavor. I believe they had a chocolate. I believe they might have had a strawberry, maybe a lemon. Wow. Maybe a coconut. Okay, I'm going to go get all the flavors, and we are going to have fun at summer camp. Kids, I, like I promise that. Nice. Good plan, Brad. Um, there's been there's been a there's been a story that we've not talked about on the yeah. show. Yeah, guys. Uh, every once in a while, it seems like we talk about my drums. Yeah. Um, and I I hope this isn't just like uh, I hope it doesn't it's not just upsetting, depressing tales of woe. But I feel like I'm kind of I feel like I need to get it out there just because I don't want to sidestep talking around it. 
Because I feel like I, there's things I can't talk about because, like, you guys don't know what's going on. And I'm just kind of alluding to things that you're somewhat not aware of. You may have suspected through certain um, episodes and certain things. I mean... Listen, it's... I mean, in retrospect, you listen to some of the past episodes, at least the most recent ones, you'll be like, oh, well, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, take it. Go for it, man. All right. Well, I here's the situation. So let's backtrack. Uh, you know, I was living, I was living in the bleak house with the with the creepy cats and all that nonsense. Um, not a great place, but it was fine for the time. Um, you know, I was, I was looking looking for work. I actually, had a job interview. Was offered a job. Everything seemed to be turning out well. They were like, "All right, well, so you'll probably start next week. Probably kind of shifty." So the next week rolled around. I was like, "So when do I start?" Um. I they're gonna put it off a week. They they get somebody out of town. Blah blah. blah. I was like, oh well, that sucks. I'm really tight for cash, but all right, another week, fine. Next week rolled around. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a uh, something going on. Uh, uh, another excuse. Um, cut to a month later. A month later. A month you. later. Like, I, they're not even returning my calls at this point. And it was bizarre because I came over here. We recorded an episode when yeah. I'm right after I get this. And I was like, oh yeah, this sounds. This seems great. This job interview went super well. I feel super good about it. A neat location is right by the new casino over sure. here. Sure. Um, a neat building. Yeah, definitely. So it seemed like pretty much a done deal. Um, then a month, a month of them delaying me and then not answering calls. Still haven't heard back, so I assume I don't have the job that I was offered. Super unprofessional. I don't, I mean, just tell someone that yeah. hey, you don't have the job. Especially in these tight economy times, I mean, that's that's wrong. Yeah. Straight I was up. waiting to know when I started, not if I got the job. That's kind of fucked up. These are harsh economic times, and I was already, you know... It would take you past an interview process. I mean, because they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you're starting next week. Yeah. That's just... It's pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked yeah. up. Yeah, and guys, you'll remember in episodes where we talked about I sold the PS3. I was like, all right, well, you know, sell this stuff temporarily, and then, you know, get back my feet. I can, you know, rebuy technology and shit. What does it matter? So, new ones of those are coming out soon anyway. So yeah, cool. so no big deals. Like, you know, it's all good. And of course, through all this, like, you know, there got to be a point where I was just, I was broke. Like, I broke down and, like, applied for fucking food stamps, which, that's a bleak system. Um, $100 of food to live on for a month is kind of harsh. Think about that for a second. Yeah, especially when you don't have a dedicated kitchen under yourself. So, so non-disposables. Right. Or perishables, I mean. Right. I mean, in the Bleak House, you know, I had, like, a little mini fridge and a toaster, but uh, that was all I was working with. So it was also somewhat limited. Well, do you want to talk about, like, the ups and downs of food stamps as far as, like, I know they have a card system now and that... Um, I, the food stamps program, I, you know, it's... It like it sucks, but I mean it's it's a good it's a great program because again it's like the money you know the government puts the money into the program and when you when you use the card you know the you know the store gets you know the money for groceries and like so the money's still circulating the system so I don't feel too awful about being on the program. Oh Not no, that dude, you shouldn't feel awful about it. I mean it exists for a reason and these it are does reasons. it does it does but still it's like ugh but worst. I would think most people don't know how it works. No, which is also right. But I mean it, it makes sense because the money is going. Back back into the system. So, I mean, yes, it's a government program, money coming from taxes, but then because that money's being spent in stores, it's just going back into the economy. Oh yeah. So it's of all the of all, you know, systems, it is a it is a it is a you know a really solid, responsible government system. So when people start bitching about it, fuck those people. I mean, I, they're also ignorant of the fact of what you can buy on it, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's very limited. Um, well, I mean, it's it's groceries only. You can only buy groceries. Of course, you can't buy alcohol. Fuck! Why did you? I, but you can't. I mean, you also. <laughs> of course, you can't buy alcohol. With um, you stamps. can't. You, but you can't buy like you can't buy like 
you know, uh, paper plates are silverware or toilet paper. Well, that's kind of crazy. Like, that's, those are still things you gotta, you gotta find ways to get. See, you think that would be something that would be a bare necessity, like, at least toilet right. paper would be on the list. I think it's right? probably, it's probably just one of those things where it's easier to just mark things as grocery and not grocery. Also, you can't hmm. buy hot food. <laughs> like, if you go to a grocery store that has, like, you know, like a deli that serves hot food. Now, if they have hot food that they've, like, now reduced and is cold food, you can buy that. That's weird. It's kind of weird, but it's one of the ins and outs of the system. Still, I, it's, I have, you know. But who made that choice? Who was like, nah, you food stamps, you can't have hot food. I don't. That's cruel and weird, but whatever. It is. It's a little whatever. weird. It's a little weird. But yeah, but so, uh, so I'm surviving on $100 worth of food a month, which... Again, with this, with the not having a full kitchen, I mean, I can cook, but I don't, at the house, I didn't have access, you know, really to, to use the kitchen at my disposal, which kind of limited me. But still, $100, I can, uh, again, two things I can do without, I can do without eating and sleeping a lot more than most people, because I've had to in my life, and I've grown accustomed to these things. No, I, no, not too many complaints there at the moment. But again, $100 worth of food to live on, so that's a bad situation. I have no money. Um, and of course, my landlord, I'm like, yeah, so I'm starting this job in a week. Yeah, they've delayed it. I'm going to start a job in two weeks, so I like sound like the biggest sketchy dude on the planet. Like, I have nothing but, you know, this woman was so kind to let me stay in her sad, depressing home. She was a nice woman. Yeah, and I, guess. And I mean, it got to the point where she's like, listen, i got to have some money. And I'm like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know when this is starting. And it was basically just like a situation like, I need some money or you need to be out. Which is understandable. It's understandable. I have no Ill, Ill regards to her. It's a completely, it's a bad situation. It's a bad circumstance. It's what it is. Do you want to talk about the people on Craigslist? <sighs> so I, the last... Because- the last thing of value I had was my bed. Like, I had, like, a bed that I... What we talked about when I got the bed. Oh, dude, yeah. How yeah. confusing it was for us to get until we realized, oh, wait a minute, we're fucking putting some of this together upside down. Yeah. Our bed. Yeah. And, like, super awesome bed. I love my bed. Um, You know, I, I spent, what, about $1,200 on the bed and the frame and springs, whatever, Um, you know, a year ago. Crazy Ikea trip. Yeah. It was a fun time. Indeed. So I love my bed. My bed was great, but I was like, this is the last thing of value I have. I got to pay rent, so I have a roof over my head. Um, It was far worse than trying to sell the PS3. People just trying to fuck me over on Craigslist. It was brutal. It was awful. But, like, the weird links the people The games go to. they play. Why do you play games on Craigslist? Like, listen, I, I get that people like to barter, but, like, if you're selling shit on Craigslist, it's probably because you have to. And I'm like, I don't want to sell my bed because I don't want to have to buy a shitty air mattress and sleep on it. But, you know, you do what you gotta fucking do. And I got no problems with making sacrifices to fucking survive. Um, but this kept going on and kept going on, and nothing came of it. So, it's kind of bleak times. Um, I I gotta come up with some money. And having no luck, job situation. I like I've gone to like every temp agency. I've applied to fucking fast food places. Other downside, I my cell phone. I had like a fucking shitty prepaid phone. At some point, you know, my cell phone gets disconnected. All I've got is my Google Voice phone number at this point in life, which is also an out of town number. Which I think possibly with some like lower end work, possibly might. <laughs> handicap me a little bit because they like don't want to use a cell phone or something to dial um out of state number maybe fuck those people by the way i mean but like it like because i was like playing fucking fast food shit because i was like i just need some money fast but in 2013 i mean it's really not i don't don't think the phone number itself will be that much of a it's the only thing it's the only thing i can fucking think of that would be a detriment and that's that's something that i don't want people to get twisted out of any of this brad has constantly applied like 
if anyone has been searching for a job, yeah, it's you. I I, I like, don't know of any person who has been in a similar, and of course, no one's that I know of, I guess personally, has ever been in a situation like you. It is weird. Again, I don't believe in luck, but if anyone's life experience would be yeah. like ups and downs, it's yeah. Brad's life, it's like, not the good. stories you have, friend. Yeah, but I don't know anyone who is searching for a job like you, friend. I, and the thing is, I'm really crazy. I'm really good at interviews. I'm good at auditions. I'm good at interviews. Well, you're good at jobs. I mean, you deliver on work. You're actually, sure. I mean, disciplined in that stuff, and you're more competent than most people. Yeah. on workforces. I, I'd like to think so. Like I don't, under, I don't understand. Like in every, and because like most of the work, decent jobs, you, they have to go through temp agencies at the moment because nobody feels comfortable about hiring because they're like they just want to you know have a safe way with a temp agency. Fine, but these fucking temp agencies dragging their heels, and I don't understand it. Like yes, I I have a bachelor's in theater, so fucking what? I also have I also worked I have some master's credit towards IT degree. That's gotta count for something. Well, the degree in itself should count for something. I mean, the first it one. Should. I mean, like, I mean, I know it's. I know we have an oversaturation of of people with bachelor's degrees. Sure, but I fucking have communication skills. I'm good in an interview. I'm an intelligent person. Like, I, you're telling me I can't do like some shitty ten dollar an hour office job? Come on. Also, I have experience. There's there's also something that because I've had friends who've tried to find jobs um, that were kind of um, I guess. I don't use the word below, but definitely not toward the thing they got their degree for mm-hmm. or toward it, but at a lower level than they expected. And they constantly get the reply like, you're overqualified for this, yeah. which I'm thinking, what the fuck do you mean overqualified? Yeah. Are there certain jobs that people are just like, okay, look, we can't have anyone that's overqualified or qualified because we kind of can't afford to pay them what they would expect or what? Like, well, that's well, a weird thing. I, I've, well, I've, got, I've got some information about that. We'll get oh, to it in a bit. Oh, um, okay. This that came out from some later discussions. So, all right, let's, let's, I, it was bleak times. I had nothing to do, nowhere to go. Um, no options. Again, you know, my family situation is really bad. Um... You know, my mother still owes me money for the furniture of mine that um, was sold in Tennessee. It's been seven months. Haven't gotten that yet. So, fuck that bitch. Fuck the bank that never got your money back to I you. Can't, I, I can't even think. Like, I really, I can't. I know. I But that pisses yeah. me off. It does me too. But, like, when I start thinking about that, I freak out. I can't deal with that. Totally cool. Totally cool. So... Um, and I've tried to get back. I've still tried, but it's the same shit. Red tape. Like nothing's happening with that. So, and they've been sold to another bank now. So I. It's, what? Yeah. <laughs> Can that happen? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, that's there's definitely nefarious. Super super fucking shifty. But so I was like, well, I got no options. I don't really like the idea, but I'm out of options. Literally out of options. So we recorded episode one thirty five. Yeah. And I had a suicide note in my bag and a length of coax cable. Because here's the thing, guys. I'm all about coming up with new solutions. And, well, yes, the coax cable has fallen out of favor because we have HDMI cables. But I'm going to find a use for it by making a noose. <laughs> um, so the plan was I was just going to, you know, we were going to record the episode. And then I was going to take a walk over to the bridge because I was like, I don't want to jump... Because there's a chance if you jump off a bridge, you might survive and be terribly mangled and hurt. And my thinking is always, when I decide to kill myself, I would like it to be as definite and quick as possible. Hanging is a good way to go, but then that can go wrong. But if you're hanging from a distance, you're pretty much done for. 
So this was my plan. Because, again, no options. I, again, I'm not a depressed person. I'm just a person without options. Like, I, it's, it's not the thing that I wanted to die. And I will say that I mean, definitely. No one wants it's to die. It's just... <laughs> I, I feel strongly that, like, I... Without options, what really? What the fuck do you do? I will say this. I mean, and we've talked about suicide on the show many times before. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, that's your preferred method of wanting to Definitely. go out, regardless of the situation. Yes. I, like, again, not to get more morose than it already is. Not and guys, we're taking a bleak turn on this app. It's going to get fun, I promise. Uh, but, like... Uh, yeah, I do. I'm not suicidal. I'm not depressed. No. But I definitely intend to commit suicide at some point in my life. Ideally. Go. Ideally, not for a while. Ideally. But when your back's up against the wall, what the fuck do you do? Go on your own terms. Exactly. Uh, boldness always. I will say this, um, just kind of randomly throwing in something. Um, I have read articles this week that they are trying to um, do more research on suicide mm-hmm. because... Um, they've found an interesting correlation between brain patterns of people who try to commit, well, who commit suicide and succeed, mm-hmm. uh, to those who do and don't are, and that people who tend to be not only not suicidal, but actually commit suicide and kill themselves, mm-hmm. their brain patterns are very similar. Hmm. All of them, like across the board on humanity. And it's like, well, that's kind of weird. So where they think that like people who, um, and I would think that you were not in this group because, again, most of your thing, while you've always kind of approached that from a logical, like, well, look, this is kind of how I want to go out. Right. Whatever. Um, But they think they're trying to get it, I guess, diagnosed as a disease. Like, it's actually something that people, it has to do with, like, a brain situation or, Mm -hmm. like, all right. So, I mean, I guess they're doing research on that, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Read all this after the fact, obviously. This was something I read, like, either earlier this week or last week. But it's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, think Brad has that kind of neural. No, thing. I don't. I don't. I he think, you also don't fit the other patterns, but whatever. There's there's a stigma to suicide, and I think it's just it's a cultural thing. I I, I mean, look at the Japanese. Like they, they have a healthy they had a healthy respect for it. I do that. Is that still a thing? They still have the same respect for suicide, or is it changing? Here's the thing. But right. suicide, ritualistic suicide, has been in all kinds of things. Sure. I mean, for example, like let's go with the Mayans. I mean, they did ritualistic sacrifices, but in a way, that's kind of killing people. I think, I, yeah, I think we just need to open our minds up a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily like it's not necessarily always. Do you remember that a mental issue thing we went to in Cincinnati where we talked about was it the whoever assisted yeah death? the final solution yeah. people yeah um, a room full of supposedly very open-minded people about it mm-hmm. and I got the weirdest feeling that these people weren't really because the woman who was up there talking to us about it had helped people commit suicide and when she, right. someone asked her that. She said, well, yeah, everyone went quiet in the room. And I think right. we looked at each other like, what the? Well, yeah. Why are you people so weirded out about people? First yeah. off, these people are it was, well, it was suffering. In, it was a con- in conjunction with like a, an atheist group in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the final exit people are like, they help people that are like having. Um, they help them find resources if they're like in terrible, um, like um, dying of terrible diseases. Oh, they're yeah. in a lot of pain, but they do make it very clear that like it's only for like people in really bad situations. Which I'm also I'm like guys, like I think it should be an option on the table if you want it. Oh, I understand that most people don't. I am comfortable with it. I brought that up though because I asked a question during that. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was related to, but I did talk about like. But what about other concepts of, and maybe more Eastern or other concepts of suicide where it's more accepted? Like, Mm -hmm. how are you received in those areas? And then we got tons of, like, feedback from that. People were like, oh, well, that's nothing. People, no one wants to commit suicide. Like, instantly downplaying it, like... I, 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 um, I'm pretty sure from what I've read in history yeah. that there are cultures that are cool with this. I, yeah, I don't, I don't... I really, I don't understand it. Like, I, I get that people just have a natural aversion to it. 
I, you know, I guess it's people naturally want to live as long as possible. I would love to live forever. Who wouldn't? But well, okay, a lot of Christians don't. Right, but. which is wacky. Cause, ugh, but whatever. It's, it's a weird slippery slope. I mean, we don't have to. I mean, there's other things right, to right, talk right. about in this app. Absolutely. But the the thing is, I mean, right. suicide has a weird stigma to it. Right. Also, so, want to point out that I did not know any of this was happening. <laughs> Brad keeps things really close to the chest, as you know, as listeners of the show. Well, I'm not going to burden you with like, hey, by the way, I'm about to go kill myself. I was really worried that night, though, because if you listen back to that episode, guys, I'm not sure how much you cut out, but there were a lot of signs. I was like, it was, yeah. Brad's on bleak times. I hope he's all right. Um, I, yeah, and I left the episode intact, including the uh, the Night Ranger song at the end, because I that originally, as I think just as a historical piece, it's interesting, because I had that all set up ready. Like, I I left, you know, the episode for Alex to edit. I also left in the note, I was like, hey, Alex, if this is going to be a poster situation, feel free, maybe uh, John or Claire could edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we'll talk about the poster at some other time. There are reasons why I haven't actually started and finished it sure. ever on the many times I've tried to start uh, and finish it. Um, but that this is not the episode right, for right, that. Right. Um, so, all I right. will say this, though. If you go back and listen to it, because it is pretty much intact, even yeah. with the Night Ranger thing on it, um, it is f- pretty fascinating from a psychological study because you were dropping clues left and right. Sure. I was picking up on them and, like, he can't be serious about this. Like, I don't, because I don't think he would ever really do that unless you were in super dire situations. Now, apparently, right. while I didn't, maybe I I wasn't fully aware of how dire things Well, I didn't were. want you to be completely aware because it's. Oh, of course. I because mean, I would have tried to stop you and be like, dude, no, exactly. not happening. Well, and it's, and it's, it's I, again, and again, in doing this, I'm not doing this to like, to elicit pity or sympathy. I just, I feel the need to be honest on a podcast. Oh, of course, of course. So I can discuss it, so that we can all laugh about it, because there are things that I want to tell you guys that are really funny. I promise it's not going to be this bleak for much longer. Let okay. me just get through this part. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to throw another thing. Sure, 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 sure. Go ahead. Let's, let's go so, through it. Um, I go, I, I go over to the bridge, and I, I do, I pick the darker, shadier bridge, where I'm most likely not to be stopped. Um, I get my coax, oh, first of all, super long coax cable. I don't know why I had a coax cable this long. Um... <laughs> Now, ideally, I would have preferred to go with, like, another method than the hanging, because it's just, it's a little scary, it's a little, you know, to actually, it's a little brutal, and I fear that it might be kind of painful for a second. I would have preferred to do pills, but again, I was super broke, can't afford the pills, have definitely considered, what, can I just steal enough pills, pills? But I'm like, that's also sketchy, and I don't want to steal... I'd prefer also, not to go at a criminal. It's also pretty ineffective, depending on what you get. Exactly. Like you have to have, like, real pills to yeah. try and do that. So that's, that's out. So I'm like, well, hanging seems the way to go. So, um, roll over the bridge. It's also, like, about 30 degrees that night. It was pretty cold that night. Um, but this was a month ago. A month, well, just over a month ago now. Um, so, um, I tie, I tie up my, my coax cable noose to the end of the bridge, slip it around my neck, and then there's the problem of, like, actually throwing oneself off a bridge. It's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that should not surprise anyone. Like, physically, it is very difficult to force yourself to do that. Because you don't really... Cause, and especially when you don't want to die so much. Well, dude, think about... Uh, there's so many videos of people who are, are, like, doing base jumping or, like, bungee cable, and they're like, I don't want to do it. And they're, like, almost com- completely fine. I mean, right. like, because there are mechanisms to protect you. But the thought of, okay, it's over, that is sobering. Like, yeah. plus with the cold, and we all know that sketchy <sighs> bridge, it's like... Super oh. sketch. Um, this is when I discovered there's such a thing as terror vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you can have terror vomiting. Not fun. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Horrible. It's like really on top of everything else. I got to deal with this now. Great. 
So, and I was there for a while trying to make this thing happen. Like, like going as far as, like, getting, like, a leg over and, like, all right, I'm just going to push myself the rest of the way. And then, like, falling down, shivering and shaking and, like, hugging a bridge. Kind of a bleak moment of one's life. Real talk, guys. <laughs> I, I She's don't make real. light of it, but fuck. This, yeah. this is real talk. This is, yeah, it's, uh, it's what it is. The thing that disappoints me about humanity is what you are about to say. <laughs> um, guys, again, I was there for a while. I'm not sure, because, like, well, we'll Dude, get to that. it must have been hours. Like, let's be No, honest. it was, it was, I, I think it was less than an hour. But still quite a while. Maybe, maybe an hour and some change. I don't know. Less than two hours, definitely, I think. Um, uh, but it gets weird. Um, people did walk past me. <laughs> Situation. <laughs> you were crossing a bridge. Hmm. Also, let's let's just illustrate this bridge for a second. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a metal bridge. Yeah. It's, it's quasi-suspension-ish. Um, or metal frame. I'm not exactly sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it has two Co- walkways on both sides. Covington to Newport for, for, for any locals that want to go sightseeing. <laughs> or might be looking for a location. Um, it's But the footpath to cross it is... Teenser. Yeah. Like, if two people have their shoulders together and are standing beside each other, yeah. um, that's pretty much the only space you have on this. Right. If anyone... Like, you have to... It's hard to cross this bridge yeah. and not, like, rub up against someone you're passing yeah. by. Like, it is a tight little walkway. Yeah. Both sides. Right. So, imagine that. Pe- like, a few people, like, came out and, like... Oh, let me let me illustrate that in a better way. I'm so sorry. A doorway. Imagine a common doorway. <laughs> That's how much space you have yeah. to walk from one side of this bridge to the other right. on both sides. Right. So Brad is standing there. Uh, yeah. Cord wrapped around my neck in a noose. Noose. Tied to the bridge. Tied to his neck. Trying to force myself over the bridge. Sometimes huddling and crying. Terror vomiting. Um, terror vomiting. At Obviously times. not in the best place. Not in a good place. Um, now listen, I I was hope I chose this location because I was hoping it would be secluded and I wouldn't see people and I would be able to get this taken care of with minimal. Because also another thing is like about suicide is like I've uh, a thing that's always worried me is I never want anyone to like the idea of someone like finding me has always kind of bothered me or like someone seeing it happen and like you know scarring them. I, that, th- those things do concern me. That is, I mean, not to take this to a more basic level, but um, that is something that they actually find repeatedly in animals. Other animals, when they die, mm-hmm. um, when they're kind of suspecting, if they have time, they will purposefully go away from whatever group. Right. Uh, that's a, like a lot of different animals do that and just kind of die yeah. outside of wherever. Listen, I'm just trying to think of other people. There you go. Just Brad. <laughs> if you think about this, Brad on a bridge... <laughs> In the dark, cold, on the verge of committing suicide. I mean, his real talk is that is, and sure. I don't want to make light of it. I was thinking about other people. I'm thinking about other people. How about when you go to bed tonight? <laughs> think about someone else. Listen, just easy. try it. If I can do it, why can't you? But and like, I mean, these people passing me—they don't know me. They don't know that I'm—I am a person that's making this not from a mentally deranged place. <laughs> that I could be a crazy person. Again, let's illustrate it. I just, I feel like... The it, space of a doorway, mm-hmm. you have to cross this person's path. Like, I'm yeah. sure they may have touched you on you were... Because, obviously, I'm also right. assuming you're kind of not aware of what's going on. Yeah, I was... sleep-deprived. Uh, also very sleep-deprived. Um, um, so there's that. These people must have had to step over you at some point. Right. Didn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah, People that's... driving by didn't stop. Well, the people driving may not have noticed because it was it was dark, and unless you were walking across, and the that bridge, is a weird you, you might you might not have noticed like a dude with a cable. But none of them are going to call cops. It, none of them are at least going to do something to try to save. It's someone. it's a little disturbing in retrospect to me. Yeah, at the time I was just kind of glad that I wasn't being stopped, but it's kind of weird, right? No, dude, that's totally. Weird. I feel like 
if I don't know the situation, I'm definitely calling somebody. Because, like, you don't know. This person could be, like, off medications or, like, drunk and, like, just having, like, a bad day. I mean, I, you shouldn't, I don't think you should take suicide lightly. Like, I went in knowingly, you know. But uh, I do understand that most suicides are from, you know, oftentimes people with either mental issues or problems, substance abuse, who knows. I mean, I wasn't like, that wasn't the case for me. But these people don't know that. Like, what's wrong with you people? What is wrong with you? So yeah, those people are yeeks. So that happened. Um, when it came down to it, like I just you could not force myself to do this because like that's just too much. It's physically, practically impossible to throw yourself off a bridge knowing that you will be dead. And again, don't really want to die. Kind of cool with it, except the fact that out of options. That's my problem. So after this, I do remember the, the first I was like, oh fuck. I left a suicide note at Alex's place. <laughs> Kinda need to retrieve that. Um, also, again, it's been, I've been outside for about an hour and a half. Um, like, I don't have a coat or anything. I am freezing cold. I've been huddling like a metal like bridge. I am freezing and not in a good place psychologically. Have been terror vomiting. Been sleep deprived. Haven't slept in two days because it's just been anxiety for weeks. You know, of this coming on, like knowing that shit was not doing well. So I was not feeling great, kind of mentally broken up. I do remember getting the note, and I do have it. I, I've got it on my bag just in case something happens. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so after this, I'm pretty sure I just have some sort of like a complete nervous breakdown because it was probably <sighs> 10 o'clock, I think, at this point. In the morning the next day, right? No, no, 10 o'clock at night when I've collected the note. I thought we ended that a little much later. It's it's it it's, like it's no no later. it's it's going to end later. But I'm talking about just getting the. Well, note. recording? I thought that we had done it. Well, oh, sorry. Here's yeah. Here's another thing. We recorded and the episode was super long. It was a three and a half hour episode because my author thing was like, well, this is gonna be the last one. <laughs> Let's make this one long. That's why that one episode was really long, guys. I thought it was gonna be the last one. <laughs> I did cut some things out later because now I'm alive and you'll get to hear them in like in a later episode clip show. But at the time, I was like, well, let's go out with a bang, straight up party. It's your last one. Enjoy it. Take your time. There may not be another, unless Alex picks up the show with somebody else, and Alex can't even make a poster. How's he gonna do a weekly podcast? <laughs> so, um, no, so I actually, like, I had to go and upload the episode, so it was actually the next day. So I spent a day of, like, getting it, like, getting it uploaded, putting the song on, putting it in a folder, and then, so it had been another day without sleep. So it was, like, 8 p.m. Um, the next night after we recorded that episode that I was like, all right, I'm gonna wait till dark and then make this thing happen. So um, I was at least about two hours, eight to ten, trying to jump off a bridge. Okay, I thought it was when you left here that night. No, I no, I don't. I, I spent that night just wandering around, plotting, planning, finding a location, stealing locations, shopping, writing notes and whatnot. So oh man, yeah. So there's so there's that. So about ten o'clock, I come, I collect this note because I'm like, I cannot let this be found. <laughs> this is not a good thing to be found. <laughs> like that's just fucked up. Hey, oh, hey, Alex, not a ghost. Surprise. Sorry about that. Um, but I'm kind of sketchy because I'm pretty sure I have some kind of crazy nervous breakdown at this point because I'm just like wandering around aimless and like confused. At some point I find myself in like the, the bus terminal and it's midnight and I don't, I don't know how I got there at all. Like I'm just very confused and that, I'm just kind of fa- hazy after that. And then the next thing I know, it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm back in Newport and like I collapsed from, I guess, exhaustion and stress and everything. Um, 
and like uh, an ambulance is there. I have no idea where the fuck, you know, what the fuck I've been doing, like at all. I, don't, I mean, completely just fried. So I go to the hospital, and at first they're like, okay, well, mainly your body temperature is crazy low. They put like five heating blankets on me. Well, like, you woke up in the hospital, right? Like you passed out, and then you I passed kind of came to. I came to um, when they were taking when they were putting me in the ambulance. And, um, you know, and of, course, of course, I'm not saying, like, yeah, I just um, had a nervous breakdown after trying to commit suicide or anything. Didn't say that, of course. Didn't you still have the noose around your neck? No, no, no. I oh, had, okay. I did have it on me. It was in my bag. Oh, I was like, well, what's this? <laughs> well, okay, it's so I get to the hospital, and like, oh. I, they've put, um, like, I'm on five heating blankets, and I'm still, like, shaking because it's fucking cold as hell. And I just got this, like, T-shirt and jeans and, like, thin little button-up shirt. And, like, I had a hoodie, but I wasn't wearing it for some reason because I had, like, a nervous breakdown. <laughs> wasn't thinking very clearly at the moment. So, um, so eventually the hospital, you know, it's been there and they're, like, I'm warming up there and they're, like, so what was happening? And blah, blah, And it's like, um, they're, like, looking at my bag and they're, like, so what is this? <laughs> um, at this point I'm, like, ah, oh, fuck it. So I'm, like, I, like, so yeah, I was gonna kill myself tonight. Blah, blah, blah. Terror vomiting. Uh, it's really hard to throw yourself off a bridge. And they're, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, don't want to harp on this, but you collapse on the street. They call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. You huddling the side of a bridge, tear vomit everywhere, noose around your neck. No one says a thing. Right. Different location. True. I, it's all about location. Location, people. <laughs> location, location, location. Uh, guys, I hope this isn't the bleakest thing you've ever heard. It's going to get funny in a second. I, I will say this. I am not sure how people are going to react to this. I don't know either. we can do this, and, you know, as friends, right. we've already kind of talked about it, and it's a month since that. Right. It's been a month. And, and... Guys, we've had, you've had funny episodes since then. Oh, dude, yeah. It's all good. And that we can joke about it. Right. Um, I don't know how people are going to react to that. I, I, I hope that they don't... Well, I think honesty is important. Get the wrong idea. I th- it, like, yeah. come on. Honestly, like, this is real stuff, people. And this is real, I mean... Like, and again, it's not just from, like, to me to, like, complain and bitch about my life. I just feel like I want to throw it out there because that way I can reference it. Well, I don't think you've complained once during all... Or sure. there's anything that would be a complaint. Okay. A concern about people not being concerned about their fellow human beings, maybe. It's but questionable. But not a complaint. All right. Not a complaint. All right. Just, I'm trying to be wary. I don't want to be that, my life's so bad, I'm trying to kill myself. Oh, no one knew the fuck. I'm super poor. I can't find a job. Well, so that sounds like a complaint. That's not complaint. <laughs> if I start talking like that, stop me. Um... So yeah, hospital. And they're like, "All right, so we're gonna take you up to the to the suicide room." Because they have one. Of they have those. a suicide room where they just like have cameras so they can watch you to make sure you don't like kill yourself with a bed sheet or something. I'm like, "Oh, whatever, please!" Like, I'm gonna kill myself with a bed sheet. I'm gonna kill myself with a coax cable because I'm retro, like a hipster. <laughs> so and then they wheel in this TV and you have to have to do a Skype interview with like a therapist. And also, it's like the worst Skype TV technology ever. Like. <laughs> They, and they close the door, like, so you'll have some privacy to talk to the therapist. Um, first of all, the speaker on the TV is booming loud. It's so it's like, so, so, so why did you try to kill yourself? Like, there's no privacy. They can clearly hear that outside the door. And, like, she can barely hear me, so I have to talk uh, louder. And it's like, it's the, it's, I feel like it's Get Smart. It's Get Smart, Get Smart technology. Um, we're screaming about killing, <laughs> about me killing myself. And <laughs> killing ourselves. Oh it's a pact. Oh, shit. We're in it together. Come on, Doc. Is this a test? What's happening? And, like, I explain myself. I'm like, listen, I, of course, I don't want to die, but I got no options. Shit's tough. Shit's tough in the FP. <laughs> so, um, so she's like, well, 
I'll be honest, I'm not sure if we need to send you to the mental ward or not. You're, you're, I feel like you're right on the line. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, all right, well, fair enough, uh, whatever. Um, she's like, would you like to go to the mental ward? And I was like, I, like, I, I'm, and I'm, like, exhausted, like, I'm exhausted. Still no still, sleep. Still I mean, no sleep for days. Like... And again, the weeks prior to this, guys, because there'd been just so much anxiety, freaking out, worrying about this that I hadn't slept very well for weeks and not doing great. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't care. Just what, you know, whatever. I, you know, because again, at this point, I have nowhere to live because, oh, by the way, I had to be out that day. So it's like I couldn't go back to the, even go back to the house, like, without cash on hand. So all my stuff was still there. It's just like I, uh, I have no way to get it out. Also, um, you know, we moved, put a lot of my stuff into storage. I, of course, haven't had the money to pay the storage bill. Um, update on that, by the way. I got a letter today. Oh. Um, next Friday, I lose all of my belongings. Dude. Next Friday, unless I find $175, I lose everything I own. So Jeez. all of my notebooks, my grandmother's quilts, everything I own. Fun. So. Sorry, man. It's all cool. So I didn't even have the option of getting the stuff out of the house and putting it into storage because I can't because the storage building is locked because I couldn't pay the bill. Sucks. So I I'm stuck. So she's like, well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna send you. We're gonna I'm gonna talk to the doctor, but I think we're gonna send you um, to to a rehabilitation mental ward, <laughs> and you're gonna have probably a um, you know 48 to 72 hours there, and you know they'll give you some help, and they'll also be able you know it sounds like your problem is you just need to find a job right now, and I understand that's very stressful. Um, they have some resources they'll be able to you know put you in contact with, and you know possibly some homeless shelter you know if, if things come to that. And I was like, all right, well, you know, if this sounds like, you know, something, if this sounds like an option, great, throw me a life raft. Let's, uh, fine, let's do this. So I, guys, I spent 48 hours in a mental ward. Guys, this is where things are going to start to get funny again. <laughs> Promise. Because let me tell you, like every TV show, movie, everything you've seen of a mental ward, and you're like, oh, wow, that looks crazy. Guys, that shit's all true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't think about it, but that's full of crazy people. Like, <laughs> literally crazy people. Dude, I roll in there and I'm like, all right, well, you know, this is a bad situation, but they, they have some resources. Um, if nothing else, I'm going to be able to get a little bit of fucking rest. Because, <laughs> again, I haven't been able to sleep in forever. And, you know, so, all right. So I go into this, like, with the best mindset possible. Like, let's make the best of the situation. If I can, if they can help me find a job, then I can climb out of this. So I get there and I roll in, um... Someone is just screaming like a banshee. <laughs> That's always unsettling. Yeah. In any situation. I feel like I like uh, on a Saturday, Sunday morning, I don't know when the hell this is. This is like one of the crazier times of my 48 hours there. Just like people screaming. There's a woman talking to herself. A woman's walking around carrying a blanket. Another one has a stuffed animal. Like a grown-ass adults. Like, this is a crazy situation full of crazy people, literally. Um, I'd love to tell you, throw some names out because some people have some crazy names, but I don't feel it's appropriate oh, to come name on. people in a mental institution. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Uh. Dude, I cannot imagine. Like, I can just imagine. I mean, first off, at your wit's end as mm-hmm. far as all that's concerned. But then to walk into a mental ward and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And turn around as I'm shutting the door must have been insane. I mean, not to, not to yeah. use that word, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, I know. It must have been like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because again, I'm trying to ma- I'm in my mind, I'm like putting the best spin on I'm like, listen, I'm going to get a little bit of rest. I'm going to get some resources to fucking tunnel my way out of this shithole. Dude. But how much, I mean, obviously you were at a point where you were f- exhausted on mm-hmm. all fronts. Yeah. 
But my immediate thought when I go in a mental institution would be, I'm not safe. These are crazy people. Like, but I guess they are going to keep you safe as much as they can. Well, yeah. I mean, well, and also there's that is like, and again, as you know me, I have no fear of other people. Quite true. I, yeah, like no one's ever going to fucking attack me. I if, refuse to allow it. And if anyone is very stern in their fact that I don't want to talk to you, it's also you. Right. I like, mean, no how one, many cashiers have gotten the cold shoulder when they try to chat you up on the day to day? Ain't going to happen. Great weather we're having, right, sir? Stony silence. You want paper or plastic? Hmm. That's right. <laughs> like, it's not gonna don't happen. Don't make eye contact. Like, I... I'm a cold fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just don't have even crazy people. I'm not really that concerned. Um, guys, hilarity ensues. Now, okay, now let's have some fun. The thing about the crazy people is sometimes you're not sure what you're dealing with. Um, one thing you should realize is like. We're all like kind of wearing like scrubs because like you they you can't wear you can wear your own clothes eventually but like they have to check everything and so um so some patients are basically wearing medical scrubs. A thing is also like the medical people are wearing medical scrubs. So for like until you really get the lay of the land, it's kind of confusing on who's who. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Because you don't ever talk to a nurse? Because like, any of them could pose as a nurse. Well, and the thing is, it's like, there, there is a difference in the kind of scrubs, but like, on just like, you know, first couple hours there, not it's not really that evident to me yet. I haven't really taken in the whole surroundings of this scenario. Did anyone confuse you? Well, which this led to a little scenario in which this woman came up to me. She had, she'd been on the payphone. Um, we'll talk about the payphones again in a second. Um... <laughs> She's on the payphone, and she's clearly she's talking to some like bill collector or something, and like talking about finances. Um, now I had I had already like taken a little nap, I got a little bit of rest, and like I had um, gotten a notepad. I wasn't allowed to have a pen, but I was allowed to have one of my notepads from my from my bag. Um, and they gave me these two little fucking like little IKEA pencils, which I fucking used the hell out of those the entire time I was there because I'm like, fuck it, I'm at least gonna get some work done while I'm here, make this productive. Also, I'd been, you know, had been so sleep deprived. I hadn't gotten any writing done, like, for pretty much a week or two at that point. So I was like, I need to work. So I'm, like, taking notes. I'm writing. Because, I mean, this is just a magical world of, of things to notate. And, and I guess this woman, she's on the phone dealing with her financial issues. Um, I'm not really paying attention to it because it seems like a boring financial transaction. I see her. She keeps looking up at me. And I'm like, what? Is she afraid that I'm going to, like, write down her bank details? Like, please, like, I give a fuck about your bank details, person. I also love that that right now you're taking it at face value. Yeah. Like, it hasn't sunk in that these well, people are insane. Well, here's the thing. But most of the people there were there because of, like, drug issues. Like, most of the people there weren't, like, necessarily, like, crazy people. Like, it was probably, like, 75%, like, um, like substance abuse. Um, mm, and then, like... 25% crazy. Well, and then, like, 10%, like, depressive, like, suicide attempts. Okay, okay. And then some crazies. And then crazies. And then crazies. See, it's the crazy element that gets me. Yeah. And the thing is, sometimes you don't know... Sometimes you can't tell when someone's crazy or not. And, like, depending on when their meds are kicking in... I, you learn a lot about crazy people. <laughs> um, and so this woman, like, who's been on the phone dealing with her financial things, comes up to me, and and I don't know if she's going to ask me, like, to, to see if I'm writing her stuff or not. But, um... Oh, fuck. Let me, let me find this. I don't think I made a special note of this. Guys, I wrote, like, 30 pages while I was in the hospital, which I'm now searching through to get the right notes. 
oh yeah she's like uh, and she's talking to me and she says it to me so fast and like I, I from her manner I'm thinking she's one of the people that works there and she's like you know as a break was you know using that phone because I guess the office phone was busy or something that's that's the vibe I was getting from her so spoilers not the case <laughs> and she comes to me very authoritatively and like she says this so fast that I don't register what she says <laughs> until like I'm walking away. But she says, um, she says, oh, I'm sorry, I own this hospital and I'm doing some, uh, I'm gonna be doing some very important detailed business um, in this room. I was wondering if I could just ask you, and she hands me another piece of paper. If you're gonna write anything, just write on this because this is um, the hospital paper, and that way I just make sure you're not, you know, taking down any sensitive information. I own this hospital, and like I'm mean, like, oh, because I had already, oh. I had already been like, where I didn't I hadn't caught on yet. I, I'd been, I was worried that she was thinking that I was writing down her image because of the way she kept looking up at me. And, of course, I'm, for her, as far as she knows, I'm a crazy person. So, understandably, she could be concerned. Um, so, I'm like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I'll just go in the other room. You know, that's fine. You say, oh, are you sure? Is it not a problem? I was like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then she's like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Because I, I just own the hospital and it's, you know. Um, oh, by the way, are you going, oh, those glasses. Are those Fendi glasses? Um, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're not. They're just, uh. Did you still at this point register that she said I own this hospital? It, th- no, this is what I'm catching on. Okay. <laughs> As she's oh. like, and, and then she's like, Fendi glass. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, so, and I'm like, something isn't right. Something's wrong here. But she's so like saying it as normal as can be that like it's still like a little. It's disconcerting because it's it's she's talking completely rational. Like it sounds like a normal person talking. It's just the words don't make fucking sense. <laughs> I own this hospital. I own this I hospital. I just write on this piece of paper. I'm so sorry to ask this. Are those Fendi glasses? And like when she first said it, I think in my mind I was like, because I, I guess it's also what you assume someone's going to say. You're going to say, um, like, I'm sorry, I work here and I was just doing some business for the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like it doesn't fully connect that I own this hospital. Because <laughs> she's crazy. And I was like, no, no, these glasses. Um, no, I sorry, I got them online. She's like, oh, really? Oh, because they look like Varnay's. Oh, it's like, all right, cool, you're crazy. Okay. All right, I'm just going to walk in this other room because you're scary and crazy. Um, she also wanted to have an army. <laughs> Later on, she was talking about how she wanted to be a drill sergeant and she was going to start an army and people were going to join her. Um, here's, some, here's some quotes. Because um, at some point she got a little um, angry. Um, I'll have God bring fire down on this whole hospital with sharpshooters. <laughs> What? I heard her screaming this. Angel sharpshooters? With, yeah. And then I hear her say, I'm, I'm going to have a whole army. I'm going to have an army. And then she says, she decides to, to name out, because there's people on the inside that have got her back. I'll make I'll make up a name to to protect the the inside. <laughs> Larry, Larry's got my back. Brad's got my back. He's on my team. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and like I am at this point, like I am like in my room on my bed. I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna come in here. Like, wait, wait, how did I get on crazy bitches team? Fuck, I shouldn't have talked to her. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, she goes on to say, I've got the best lawyer in this country. I've got the best lawyer in this country to defend you, not to defend me, to defend you. <laughs> I've been assassinated four times. I know how I died. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. Crazy. We went on a roller coaster like, this ride. Is, this is the kind of crazy that, like, 
you see like in movie TVs, but like it's very rare that you see this unadulterated, crazy bananas. Genuine. And like I'm just loving this. I'm like, this is oh, fascinating. Yeah. I'm like writing things down, I'm, like hoping they never ask if I'm writing things down. People see, say, because that's probably not allowed. <laughs> but fuck it, it's hilarious. I, I at some point I have to like fucking. I of course have to talk to the the therapist there. Um, this guy was a dick. He's like, well, I guess you see from uh, some of the people here that uh, you certainly got a lot better than most of them. Wow. And I was like, first of all, I feel like that's really dismissive of your patients. They're all having hard times, too. Like, I'm not that judgmental of them. I mean, some of them are hilarious, but I'm not that judgmental of them. They're fucking humans. Also, like, um, I grant that I'm not having mental issues or substance abuse problems. I also got no options, so I don't feel, like, completely dismissing my problems. Oh, yeah. Like, granted, like, these people definitely have terrible issues going on. I wouldn't want to compete with them at all, but, you know, also... <laughs> who's competing to sit? Who's just this worse? therapist. Um, and this dude's like, well, you know, uh, the market's bad. The job market's really bad right now. Uh, you know, they passed Obamacare, and thanks to President Obama, that's the way it is right now. I'm like, hey, doctor. <laughs> well, of course, I didn't say this because I'm in a mental institution. You don't really argue. You should have called him out. If, if I've learned anything from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you don't really argue <laughs> with the therapist. Um, and I just feel like this is hugely inappropriate. You shouldn't throw political ideology, especially bullshit political ideology. Fucking Obamacare is the reason the job market. No, it's not. Fucking idiot. Do you know anything? About anything. I mean... Like, you do not understand the economy. First of all, we, we, we should be spending more money. Obamacare is going to create jobs more than anything. Um, we should be doing more stimulus spending to create more jobs. Mm. If you know the... Le- if you fucking read a single Paul Krugman article, if you, study, if you study the least bit of Keynesian economics, piece of cake. It's the most blatant obvious thing in the world. You don't know what you're talking about. You're a douche. And also, um, this was like one of the only things that I bonded with the other patients on. Everyone that had him as a doctor hated him because he was a dick to everybody. Like apparently, like to like some of like the the people with substance abuse problems, he was just like, "Well, you gotta stop this or you're gonna die." <laughs> like he's the most like douchey. Ther- I feel like Grant. Some people, I guess, need a, like a stiff approach. I guess that's that's a possibility. But I feel like you should be a little bit more understanding as a human <laughs> if you're going to do this job. I don't really understand. I mean, maybe he feels like he has to be strong with maybe people with substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we've all seen, um, what is it, intervention? Those sure. can get pretty crazy pretty fast. But I feel like you also need to acknowledge oh, a person yeah. as a human. I, I'm, I'm not trying to defend him in any right, respect. Right, right. I'm just saying, okay, I can see why you would maybe think that. Sure. Uh, bad call, though, dude. Yeah. And plus, you're not substance abuse. Right. My question there is, like, will he just assume everyone's substance abuse? Well, no, no, I was just talking about what he was saying to the substance abuse people. Oh, well, I know. Yeah. Well, then you're like, well, then what did he do to approach you? Like, yeah. this whole talk about, well, other people got it worse. That's not helping anything, His whole dog. thing seems to be, like, hey, fucking deal with your shit. I was like, listen, I got no problems with being accountable for my problems. I feel, I hope, hopefully, hopefully, and please, people correct me if, if I, this should vary, what the phone number after that? I, I, I do. I I try desperately hard to not try to shift the blame of my problems onto other people or other circumstances. Like, yes, I've had bad circumstances. I I if I could go back, I would do things differently. Like, uh, it's circumstances' fault. It's also my fault. But uh, no but it's it's go, no one. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, but it's no one else's fault. It's certainly not Barack Obama's fault. I mean, there are a lot of things that are Barack Obama's fault. I mean, there's a few things. Like, he's murdered a lot of fucking people. But I'm not going to blame him. 
but I but I'm not I'm I'm not one of these people that like fucking is all plays the victim and is like oh everyone's out to get me. I don't think I hope not. I I, I, I don't think anyone's getting fuck. that from this at all. So and if you are, that's not what this is supposed to be. Right, right, right. Rethink it for a second. Trust, trust. But oh, he's the worst dude. Yeah, and so I get through that first day. Um, it was super lame. Um, I'm just writing. Like, try, like, I I can't... All I have is this fucking notebook to keep me sane. There's some magazines. They're old fucking magazines. I read every magazine. I've now read the same issue of Country Home and Gardens three times. Oh, got some great recipes. Oh, we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> but, yeah. Culinary expedites of Ram Jack. I mean, got a lot of writing done. Like, as soon as I can afford to... Uh, have my website again, which is also taken down because I oh, couldn't no. pay the bill. I'm gonna have a lot of great articles to post on my new blog. Yay. Assuming that happens, there's that. Um, the next day, second day, I um had to do arts and crafts. <sighs> Got to play with beads. I've never felt so ridiculous in my life. I mean, I get that they're trying to give people coping mechanisms, things to you know uh, that aren't expressive ways. I get, I understand. It's just personally, I just feel ridiculous as a grown ass man threading beads and making a bracelet. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm, can I just skip this? And like, of course, I could have skipped any of the things, but they're like, guys, you know, seriously, you should try to come to all the, the things that are scheduled for you. It shows that you're serious about recovery from whatever your problem is. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do all this fucking shit to get through this and get the fuck out of here. Because like, I, I, come on, I was on the border to begin with. And I honestly, I don't feel I'm depressed. They also gave me Prozac while I was there. Um, which I was kind of questionable about because, again, I don't feel that I'm chemically depressed. Like, I feel like I'm sensibly depressed. Yeah. But not even really depressed. At this point, I'm still not depressed. And, guys, just so you know, things are, things are still kind of bleak. Uh, we'll get there. Sorry this is so long and depressing. Uh, you're fine. Um, any other highlights from while I was there? I can give my highlight. Um, Please, Alex. If we could backtrack a little bit, again, when you left here, because mm-hmm. um, I offered to give you a ride back to the place. Right. Because I was not aware of, I mean, I was obviously, like, assuming, or not assuming, but drawing, I guess, speculations. Like, well, I'm pretty sure Brad may get kicked out pretty soon, but that lady's nice. Surely if he's talked to her, they right. might be able to work something out. I don't know. Um, but again, all the hints you were dropping in that, like, podcast and the things you were saying, I was like, well, Brad's not in a good place right now. Don't think he's going to try to commit suicide yet. I don't know why I thought that. I well, you, were, you, were, you were, yeah, you were also weren't completely appraised of the situation because I didn't True. think anyone needed to be. I mean, yeah, knowing what I know now, but right. I mean, like, no, I would not have let you leave that well, night at all. I would have been like, no. And also, if I threw the information to you, then I'm like, uh, like that's the worst. That's me emotionally manipulating you into being like, my life's really bad. Like, I that's taking I, advantage that's, of a friend. I, I don't. I, whatever. Um, but when you left, I was super worried about you because you re- refused the ride out. Um, you were on the verge of tears. And I was like, oh, fuck. What am I... Like, when you left, I was like, I really... I mean, I was trying to think in my mind, surely he's not Surely he's not there yet. And when I saw you online the next morning, I was like, fucking right. awesome. Thank you. I'm going to upload awesome. the final podcast to Didn't the Didn't realize to that the night you were going to do it. I was right. like, all right, well, Brad must have gotten back. Everything should be all right. Yeah. Maybe you need to walk or something. Unfortunately, your internet connection is so slow in here, I couldn't upload it from here. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the original plan. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. Right. 
Um, but I get a call, was it Monday or Sunday? I guess it was Sunday. I guess it, yeah, it was Sunday. Um, I was asleep. I had slept late that night, or I had been out really late the night before that, and then I guess got in and missed your call. But I, I, the voicemail was, I don't know. At first I was like, I wonder what, what's his phone number from? I was listening to voicemail. I was like, well, did Brad have another, like, a diabetic thing or something? Who knows? Right. Um, but you're you're explaining in a hushed voice. Right. Um, like, hey, dude, you know, I'm in the hospital for a few days. Don't worry about it. Um, you can't really call or visit, so don't. I, I'll explain later. Um, <laughs> so you're explaining all this. And I'm like, well, that's kind of different and weird. Like, I, I right. think he's all right. But then before you hang up, I hear a nurse or someone say, did you call him? Like, giving you flack. Right. But the way you responded to her, I knew nothing was all right with you because your response to her was different than your normal response in those situations. I was like, what the fuck is wrong? Um, because it was an odd voice or tone to hear from you. Really? And it was like, whoa. What was this tone? I'm curious um, now. It was very, like, she was very stern with you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, what the fuck is, what? And uh, to the point of being rude, like, I could hear this in her thing. She's like, did you call him? And you were like, yeah, yeah, I called him. I, like, you were very, like, pleading and almost, like, it was weird. And I, I, was no, like, I think it was, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure it was just because I was using, like, their phone. And I think it was just more of a confusion. Like, hey, did you get through? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I got, I got to. I think that's well, what it is. No, what was the, the yeah, 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 you just said is not the tone you were using. Really? The message. And that was, the, that was the, that was like, well, fuck, what's going on? Huh. So you did give me a number, a callback. Right. And you gave me, a, like, a code. <laughs> right. So I thought... That's when I thought Brad must have tried to commit suicide and he's like in a hospital or, and he may not, maybe he tried and like was jacked up or something. <laughs> I felt horrible in the fact oh, that no. I didn't try to stop you more. And I was like, ah, fuck. It's not your responsibility. Um, so I call and get the nurse's station and they're like, and I say, hey, you know, my friend called and left me like a code, which I think maybe a room number or whatever. Could you get me? And they're like, what's the code? Like cutting me off immediately. Right. So I, and it's weird to get that kind of rudeness from a hospital or anything. I'm like, well, okay. So I gave them the code. And then I pressed the question, like, so is this like a room number or something? Because I also wasn't sure if if you said that just because you didn't want me to see you in a situation that you were in or what the situation was. So I was going to try to field it. And if, if it was a situation where you were like just hurt and you were going to be in the hospital for a while, obviously I tried to visit you and like or send you something to help you pass right. the time. Um, but she was like, no. And then like immediately put me on hold. Weird. Yeah. Okay. And then this is when <laughs> I had a rush. I wasn't sure what the fuck was going on. The phone picks up and is like, hey, or something. I'm like, hi, um, I'm trying to reach Brad. Like, is he there? Or I, I used your full name. Right. And um, she said, I don't know. And like, but in a trailed off kind of, and then like the phone sounded like it just went limp or something. Like it was yeah. on a cord. And uh -huh. I thought, um, worst nurse ever. <laughs> and then you eventually get on the phone and there's like right. a shuffling of like, I'm guessing maybe trying to find privacy or whatever. And I'm... we chat for a second. And you're like, yeah. dude, this is crazy. I... Tons of stories, trust. I can't really talk a lot about it right now, though, but right. I'm all right or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, keep me posted as when you right, get out. Right. Well, Take okay. from there. Now, let me explain the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what happened. The days until I was, and Brad explained it to right, me. Right, right. It's uh, because uh, on, for security reasons, like, obviously, to to call someone there, you have to give them this specific um, code um, so that they know, so the nurses know it's all right that you're willing to talk to this person because like, people in bad mental states, or oh, whatever, dude. you know, you can't just have anyone calling. 
because that can be a bad that can lead to a and bad situation. Who knows the dynamics around right. like people who so, are crazy or right? So you actually have to call. You have to get someone this code number so they can call you. So what you called first, you got to the nurses station, gave them the code, and then they transferred you to um, like basically the patients. Um, there's like a, an open room. Um, and that's where the phones are, um, where our friend was talking, um, doing her hospital business earlier. Um, and it's just an open phone, and the patients answer the phones. I may have interrupted some of her business talk. You talk to a crazy person, Alex. I talked to a crazy, I had a brush with the craziness. Yeah. And then they, and it's like, it's such an awkward situation. Yeah, I that's... hated this. Because, like, I hated the couple times I had to answer the phone because. I don't like answering other people's phones. It's very uncomfortable to me. I don't like it. It makes me anxious. It's gross. It's like, uh, I feel intruding. I'm a middleman. It's not fun. Um, you should so, just embrace it and pretend to be an operator. <laughs> operator. So so this crazy person picked up the phone. You asked for me. Then they like, I don't know if he's here. And then I guess they went to the nurse's station. Like, hey, there's a phone call for Brad. And then they call me. And then I have to go to the phone and talk. Yeah, how crazy would it have been if someone had been screaming during that time? I was just on hold. Because then I would have thought, is Brad all right? Yeah. I don't know if he's here. <laughs> <laughs> People oh. yelling like nonsense. Geromino, he's in my army. And Brad, he's in the army. <laughs> I've seen how I die. I would have been like, what the fuck? Oh. It would have been a bust-out situation at that point. It's like, I don't know where he is, but we're going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> Back. I, I... And you, you, know, you offered to come visit, and I was like, no, no, no need for that. Because I was like, I, you know, I'm Again, from the perspective that this was a room in a hospital, not like... Yeah, because if you came, and I I was, for the experience, I almost should have invited you out because it was... It would have been like the glass, we talking to each other on the phone, it's like, what is this? Because, like, especially on the the Sunday, like, we had, it was pretty much mostly, like, visiting hours were wide open. Um, And I did see a lot of people and witness some families in, like, some bad situations. Dude. Like, some terrible families, like, oh, I know why your kid's on drugs, because you're terrible parents! Show some emotion! God, you're awful. But I was like, yeah, no, there's no need to bring anybody in this. I got a notepad. I've had a little bit of sleep. And also at this point, I had a night's sleep. And I felt much less stressed and anxious because I had some sleep. Because <laughs> um, it gave me something to sleep. And I was like, yeah, that I feel much better. And again, I was never wanting to die. And I honestly don't think really depressed except in the fact that, you know, my life is oh, I mean, a you- nightmare. <laughs> And given the situation. Right. And the fact that, again, that you've got to the point where you're like, look, I suicide is it. I right. Mean, I, I, I don't want to burden anyone like that. To get in that mindset, it's it's actually kind of phenomenal. And I, I mean, obviously, I don't want people to be like, Brad's looting himself. He's, he's depressed. Because it is, if anyone has shown a resilience in a situation like this, dude, it is... It's amazing that you're as positive about this as you are. I mean, that speaks a lot to who you are, and that's yeah. awesome. Well, it's, you know, it's what and, it is. And to go into the trenches of an actual... <laughs> Psych ward. Yes, and experience that, and still then it would be like, all right. Um, it was fascinating. I mean, it speaks a lot to you as a person you carry, no, right? It's what it is. It is, but but oh, so I mean, just bonkers. And so yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, Alex, yeah, because I, I wanted to leave, you know, any fears. And also, like, I had like a little bit of a panic. I was like, did I get that note? Because I wasn't completely sure. Like, I was, I was pretty sure I got it. <laughs> Me holding it, like, dude, are you all right? Are you a ghost? First things first. <laughs> So I was relatively sure, but again, like I, I, am pretty sure I had some sort of nervous breakdown that I, because I do not oh, remember yeah. what happened when I was wandering the streets for hours, you know, because it was three o'clock in the morning when I got picked up by the ambulance. So that means from ten until three, I remember vaguely midnight being in the bus station, at no clue, no clue. 
So just wondering, freezing, confused, but um, yeah, like psych ward crazy, just bonkers. Like a lot of just well, I mean, the, the staff there were very, they were very nice, but they're also, I mean, they're throwing out these, you know, they're throwing out this advice that even like everyone there has heard a million times, and I, it's if you need it, it helps you latch onto it, great, but. I just get the feeling that overall that there's really not that much you can do for people in these bad situations, especially considering most of them were, you know, people with drug problems that had been in this before and were in their very, had been in various versions of rehab and, you know, things on and off. And it hurt all the stuff before. I mean, there's a point where you can only help, you know, help yourself. Well, there's a point. Well, also, um, I feel like the psych ward was obviously kind of ill-prepared to help you with a situation mm-hmm. of what you needed. Yeah. Um, because they didn't really give you any information. That's Yeah, that's the other thing. is also tragic in the fact that, guys, you kind of failed on that. Yeah, when they had promised me, like, an opportunity to, like, get some possibly resources to, like, you know, job resources or some connections, you know, for to, like, a homeless shelter that came to that. Um, so, uh, the, the day I'm there, it's like, um, it's Tuesday and they're like, all right, yeah, we're gonna let you go today. You know, we feel like you're doing all right. You know, uh, we're gonna give you a prescription for Prozac, which I still haven't filled because I can't afford $4 for a fucking prescription. I'm not sure if I would take it or not. I don't think I need it. But when I first came in, I was like, all right, if it might, if they think it might be good for me, maybe it wouldn't hurt to try it. Hmm? I don't know. I, at this point, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think that's necessary at all. Couldn't take it if I wanted to, because don't have that cash. There and so the social worker came around, and I didn't get to see the social worker until the day I was leaving. And they were like, "Yeah, we'll get your paperwork together." And she gave me some things. Here's here's a and she basically gets some printouts. Here's a homeless shelter. Here's the number for it. Um, here's some things of dealing with stress and like a packet that they give to everybody on dealing with stress. And and I said, "Yeah, they mentioned something about some job resources." She's like, "Oh yeah, let me let me go back and see if I can find something for that." She never came back. And I and they asked like, "So are you, um, are you ready to go?" And I was like, um, "She's about finding some job resources." And it's like, "Oh, I don't know anything about that. Let me go ask her." And she came out. And she's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, we don't have anything." Wow. Was she not even going to tell me that? Nope. Like, ah! Get him out of here. I mean, not to, again, not to complain, but how many times are people going to promise me things and then just be like, nah, just nah. You, you, yeah, we offered you a job? Nah. Job resources? Nah. I mean, uh, your, I mean your, money, right your money in the here. bank? Nah. <laughs> the money for the furniture I sold? Nah. Like, come on, people. <laughs> the... Uh... My word is my bond. <laughs> it does. I mean, but the, I mean, to get to a kind of a larger issue in all of this, you were not given the resources you need, and right. I'm almost positive all these people who were in there for substance abuse aren't given the help that they need. Either. Yeah, that's a, that's because really upsetting. It is. I mean, and there are certain things like I read an article this week about how people are trying to handle depression and also um, uh, substance abuse through small amounts of ketamine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in large amounts, it's a, like a crazy hallucinogenic, but in like very reduced amounts, mm-hmm. it uh, is really effective at treating depression and substance abuse. Crazy. That's awesome. We didn't know that. Um, but in most situations like that, there are reasons why these things are happening. Like, right. obviously, your situation, I mean, you're at your last end, your right. red's end. You feel like there are no other options. Right. So that's why you tried to commit suicide. Sure. Um, in a facility like that, why aren't they prepared to help you? Why yeah. is this psychiatrist actually, like, trying to help you as opposed yeah. to being this weird blaming stuff? Like, oh, well, you know, the economy's crazy. Oh, blah, blah. Thanks. Here's some Prozac. Just... Chin up, kid. I yeah. mean, it's like it's a, you got it better than these people, dude. Don't do that. Yeah. But like the people with substance abuse, how are they going to help them? I mean, if you're in out of rehab, there's another problem there. Let's I, try I am, to address that. Exactly. Because I'm a very resilient person. I've had to fend for myself my whole fucking life. 
Like, I can fucking take care of myself, for the most part. <laughs> you fought off a beast. I mean, you I, I have fought beasts. Like, seriously, Brad fought off a dog once. That was <laughs> yes. a pretty crazy story. Giant, giant fucking Marmaduke dog. It was terrifying. Took it to um, him. Fought that beast. Sir, one. <laughs> so, I, you know, like, I'm very equipped to, you know, manage my problems more than I think most people. And, like, I... These people with like substance abuse problems and like serious like mental issues, if they're not getting the help they ha- they need, and maybe maybe it's easier to help them because they they have such a clear you know problem. Maybe it is easier. I don't know, but I don't think they're getting what they need to be helped. And like it's it this shouldn't be just like a, okay, let's shuffle this person off to the next responsibility. Like I you know I see that this facility was largely like all right, let's take a step back. And this is how I saw it: is like let's take a step back, let's regroup, let's relax, let's get your mind thinking differently for a second, and then go back to life. But there there needs to be more of a transition on like after you're there, what then? Oh yeah. Because then what are you just gonna end up in the same situation? Like I, I definitely I, I appreciated the couple of days of kind of an escape from the anxiety, the crippling anxiety. <laughs> Um, Being able to sleep. You did have roommates, right? I mean, yeah, I did have a roommate whose name I wish I could reveal because it's a really funny name, guys. <laughs> 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 wish you could hear that, guys, but you can't. Sorry. Did you say his last name? No, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate, and it's not funny unless you hear all of it. Quite I'm true. sorry. Alex gets to hear it. You guys don't. You should be in the studio. Come to Bob Golix. Maybe we'll talk. <laughs> um. So, yeah, they they let me go. And I'm like, all right. I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm out of here. I'm rested. (laughs) I am going to fucking spend the rest of the day fucking applying for every fucking job on the planet. No matter what. Even places I've applied before, I'm going to get in touch with all these temp agencies again. Not that I haven't been doing this, but I felt that the newfound sense of, I don't know, purpose. Like, I can fucking do this. Like, let's just, I've been at my darkest. Let's fucking take care of this. I did 40 job applications in one day. That is crazy. 40 job applications in one day. Your machine. Did and I did like um I did a ton the next day. Uh, now the situation is still have nowhere to live at the at this point. You were very kind of that day after I got to the hospital let me crash here for the night. No, we hung out. Yeah, we did. I told you all the tales. <laughs> We had a proper dinner. We just chilled. Watched some Hemlock Grove, I think. Yeah, we need to get back on that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was fun times. Fun times indeed. And you uh, try by the studio and hang out every once in a while. Absolutely. I mean, Here's the situation, guys. It's been a month. I am homeless. I have been homeless for one month today. It kind of sucks. Like, I'm, I still got $100 a month. I'm getting food stamps, which uh, what you can buy and carry around with you needing no refrigeration is difficult. Because you're carrying that around with you. Yes. Carrying shit around. Um, luckily, um, of course, I had the microphone with me from first recording... So I had that, and my laptop, and my Kindle, my iPod. The essentials. Right. <laughs> I, I don't have any other clothes. I'm have the, I've been wearing the same clothes for a month. It is the worst. I'm a person who likes to shower multiple times a day. I don't have a home. Our shower, our clean clothes, are the ability to clean my clothes. And that's the fucking worst. Like, I can deal with, like, with not being able to eat. I can go with very little sleep. And currently, I get maybe... 45 minutes here and there, like, on a bench, and then, like, at night, and then, like, I head over to the university and, like, crash out in the library, get a couple of hours of sleep. It's not great at all. But the fucking, the fucking, the lack of sleep and the laundry issue are the worst. Anything else I can fucking deal with at this point. And the fucking bugs. (laughs) 
I am tired of fending off cockroaches in the night. It's the season, man. It's the worst. I'm Most of my sleep I'm getting like in the daytime in the university hanging out, which is still fucking awkward as hell. And like it still fits and starts. But like at night sometimes it's just fucking exhausting. And I found like a couple of benches that are like super rat. Uh, get a little bit of sleep. But then you wake up and there's a cockroach crawling on your arm. Ah. Fuck. I'm assuming you're sleeping under a lamppost or something, right? Or well, there has to be light that kind of attracts them, I guess? Yeah, there's Unless that. Unless whatever you're wearing tends to be throwing off some kind Ugh, of ultraviolet spectrum gross. you're not aware of. I, I found like a dark bench that's past in the past week that's kind of rad. So yeah, it's bleak, guys. I, I think the, and one of the things, aside from having, not having the foresight to have a change of clothes, which would be really nice. Um, the other thing is the footwear situation. If you're gonna spend hours walking at night, dress shoes, super thin-soled dress shoes are probably not the way to go. Like, I have almost completely worn through the fucking soles of these shoes. My feet are terribly blistered. It is not fun. Guys, if you're going to spend your nights on the street, have proper footwear. I mean, it's the basics. I mean, it's you gotta the get ba- back to your... You see, you gotta go back, get back to your staples. Go back to your staples. Proper footwear for the homeless. Shouldn't be a dress shoe. It may look nice, but it's not gonna hold up in the long run. <laughs> this is what they don't tell you when you're when you're preparing to be homeless. Get proper footwear. They really should make better dress shoes. They should. This is ridiculous, this thing. This is not this is not made for walking five to six miles a night. It isn't. It's so thin. I why do we not make dress shoes better? I, I mean, don't I guess know. They're, they're made to look good. Why can't we have a dress shoe that functions like a tennis shoe? Like, mm. it's just the bottom, the bottom of the shoe. Why can't we do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Oh. I mean, you're not going to be able to run in a dress shoe. No, I can't. Without them ultimately, like, Fuck. deconstructing on you. At this point, I can barely walk in these damn things. <laughs> I've, I'm like... I am working on wearing a hole all the way through, at which point I will be a comical hobo with a shoe flapping about with my foot sticking underneath it. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Hopefully I will be employed before that. Fingers crossed. Mm. What size shoes do you wear? 13, right? Uh, 11 and a half wide. Oh, that's a wide though. Yeah, it's an extra wide shoe. Chicano foot, man. Yeah, it's my Native American foot. Proud of that heritage? Little. <sighs> I used to, I, I for a long time, like in high school and stuff, I wore like a 12 or 12 and a half because I didn't know that I could get a wide shoe. And that was the only way I could get a shoe wide enough, but it still didn't fit properly. I have this Native American foot problem. It's 11 and a half extra wide. That's a freak foot. <laughs> Insanity, man. Insanity. Um, on the upside, um, again, it has been a month. I had a job interview that went extremely well last week. It looks very positive. Haven't heard anything yet. I'm desperately trying to keep my hopes down because fuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, it can't be over optimistic, but at the same time, what you told me of the interview. Oh, yeah. Well, that was an interesting sitch in general. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like your story of the interview, like it went super well, and then yeah. you had that pep talk with the library security guard. So, okay, after I get. I, I will try to put a light spin on this. Um, so, after I get out of my job, I've been in there for an hour, talked to them, like, it seems very, you know seems solid um and i pop over to the cincinnati library for a second um before you know catching my bus back um luckily my student id still gives me free bus rides which it will i think possibly until august nice so i have transportation and a hundred dollars to eat a month so it could be a hell of a lot worse so i pop into the library and um and I, i go to the restroom to wash my hands and I still got the name badge from the job interview. And this, the security guard comes down and he's like, oh, so uh, uh, so I see you work for whatever company. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just actually just had a job interview. Like, oh, you got a job interview. 
Oh, you got it, man. Don't even worry about it. You got him. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, man. I think it went pretty well. He's like, oh, did you go to college? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Northern. No, you got this. Don't even, don't even think about it. It ain't even a thing. No, you got this job. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it was like that was. It was very nice having a pep talk from the the security guard at the library. <laughs> so uh, that was nice. fun. So there's there's a bright, <laughs> a little bright bit on the end of this tale. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if this is a bright bit, but it is. I guess. Um. You watch movies sometimes at night, and it adds to the horror oh, of horror movies. Guys, I've, okay, park bench, under a bridge, well, it's kind of raining at night. I watched fucking Eraserhead for the first time. Well, first time since I was a little kid. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Also, I watched the movie Mama. Terrifying. Coolest horror movie ever, though. Feral Children. Ah! But watching <laughs> Brad's a, nightmare. Cheer, seriously. Watching, like, a horror movie under a bridge while it's kind of raining <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning. Kind of the most terrifying way to watch anything. I recommend it. We should all start doing that. Also, um, there's a point... We should all start doing it. We should it. all start doing it. I did joke with Brad. It's like, oh, dude, you're going to start a hipster train. They're oh. going to see you, and then all of a sudden, all those benches you're hitting, are, the hipster's going to be like, dude, this is the best way to watch a scary movie. Trust. There was a point in Eraserhead when it gets, like, really fucking freaky, and, like, all of a sudden, like, some dude walked behind me, and it freaked me the fuck out, and I just had to pause it for a second. I was like, you know what? We'll come back to this once that creepy guy has walked away because I'm terrified for my life. <laughs> but, Yeah. So that's the sitch, guys. That's the update with the drums. Is there anything else you would like to talk about concerning any of it? Like, I don't know. Am I leaving anything or out? Or any of the stories? Well, I'm just throwing that out for you as far as... Is there any other stories that you would like <sighs> to tell from it? Or... I mean, you got a lot of it out. I got a lot of it out. I feel, I feel this has been very, very cleansing to sort out there. Nice. It's all in the open now. I don't have to feel like I'm, like, tiptoeing around it when I talk about it on podcasts. So, you know, it's there. I hope it hasn't been too fucking depressing. I mean, there's crazy people. I don't think it's depressing. Well, I mean, obviously, I guess it could be for many respects. I mean, it's definitely, um, it touches your heartstrings for a lot of reasons. I mean, because, I mean, as a co-host. Sure. Super important to me. I Our friendship. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, friend. I will say that. Um, So from that standpoint, I'm sure our audience would absolutely, I mean, I can't do this alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there, again, hearts will go out to you, but it's also very eye-opening to... Something we may not have been aware of. I mean, sure. I've known that now, especially there's a juxtaposition between like our conversations about you right. living homeless, like right. actually living that, right? And our experiences and talking about that, and then to see, um, then to watch girls, <laughs> then to watch girls, <laughs> which or, I which I watched on a park bench because I was homeless and watching girls. Guys, that changes the game. <laughs> I, I was also going to say, like, to go to the suburbs and go to work with mm-hmm. all of our conversations and your life experiences right. now juxtaposed against, like, upper middle class right, right. or even upper class people and their teens are little problems and their silly little dramas. You're just like, fuck you. Yeah. How can you even talk about your stupid little problems? My friend, my best friend and my podcasting host <laughs> is fucking homeless. It gets... It's bleak. It's, it's it's bleak, but I mean... What it's what it is. I mean, listen hey. to the librarian. I mean, it's like, come on, dude, hey. you got this. It's what it is. Oh. I'm, I'm glad you talked about it, man. It's out there. Yay! We're heroes! <laughs> yes! Brad is in champions, Yes! Did yes. it! <laughs> Obama did it! <laughs> Alex, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with our pal, our friend, our compatriot... Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? 
Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, I'm so excited. I know you are. Guys, every week we also play a game between each other. Me and Brad match wits and skill. Mm-hmm. To try to summarize the episodes of either Mr. Belvedere or Saved by the Bell, uh, depending on what, whose turn it is. And who can ever do that best, the closest to a minute. Closest. Wins bragging rights for the next week. True. So that's... Alex, Alex, guess what? What? It's your turn. It's to six. summarize, Mr. Belvedere, do what? the best job you can. You're gonna have 60 seconds. The episode is called TV, George. I think I'm ready, man. You ready for this? Hold up, let me get my... Let me get the old ticker up. For the love of Ray J, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Wesley T is trying to run a racket because a girl at school wants to take him to a dance, which it's a Sadie Hawkins dance. So to stop her from asking him, he kind of takes a strike on showers. This He starts eating outside like a dog or a feral animal, much to Brad's kind of horror after he just watched Mama. But uh, long story short on that one, uh, eventually Belvedere makes him go to the dance with this girl, and then his siblings uh, hose him and scrub him off on the back porch. That's half of Belvedere. But the other half is about George, where he finally gets the job. He gets to be a news anchor, but no one likes him because the old news anchor uh, or the old sports catcher was actually the head news anchor's husband or sexual partner or friend. Who knows? Uh, but it's kind of ambiguous. But to keep George kind of skewing toward the younger demographics, they kind of pressure him into getting a facelift, among other things. George dyes his hair. That doesn't fly. He can wash it out, though, so no commitment. But he, he chickens out on the facelift thing because he's all right being old and happy. Having them gray hairs. And that's pretty much Belvedere. 59.8 seconds. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if we ever get to the point where we can do it in a minute flat between the two of us, we're going to have to start doing it. Or start putting the bar up of, like, who can get the most No, 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 no. no. At that point, if we had an episode where we both do exactly 60 seconds, um, then from then on out, the game is who can thwart the other person's attempt to summarize. (laughs) We're going to start throwing shit out. Start throwing volleys, throwing mines down. Just seeing what happens, you know? Throwing punches <laughs> left and right. Just trying to throw somebody off their game. So, sh- look forward to that. Look yeah. forward to that, guys. When somebody gets some bitch slapped in the mouth. 59.8. Dude, that's gonna... I mean, you can do it. I have confidence in you. So, it's the morning time. Wesley T. and Belvedere have some kind of small talk in the morning. I'm not sure what it is. <sighs> It's, uh, but what we get out from it is that Marsha comes up and mistakenly thinks that Wesley T's already finished his shower, mm-hmm. and that's when we first see that Wesley T is maybe neglecting his, his hygiene. Yeah. What the fuck is this shit about? Never good. Like, why? To put that kid in the shower, hose that thing off. And because Wesley T is so clever, and I guess, I mean, I wouldn't consider him like a gross child at any point, <sighs> that there has to be some sort of scheming. While most little kids would be like, I'm going to not take a shower, he must have a reason. Why are, Why would when you say, like, oh, those little kids are like, oh, I don't want to take a shower. What the fuck is that shit? Dude, I, that happens all the time at summer camp. Kids just don't. There's a certain age where they don't. We had one kid who didn't take a shower for a week, and he told us, I have been with my friends at home. I tried so hard to get that kid to take a shower. He eventually did. But the year after that, always wanted to take showers because he wanted to impress the ladies. Yeah. But I don't understand. I mean, I, as a kid, I never wanted to not take a... I always yeah. like, all right, I need to take a bath or a shower today. Always. And once I took showers, it was like an everyday thing. Definitely. Multiple showers a day, people. That's the way to go. Trust. But Wesley T doesn't want any of it for some reason, and we're not sure why yet. Crazy. Because he's fucking crazy. 
Um, I think George is practicing, like, news stuff or news anchor things, which was a surprise to me and Brad. It was like, oh, he's finally got his work back. I Yeah, all this time we've been wondering, has he started the job yet? Has he not started the job? Oh, okay. He's finally starting the job. It's been many months. But if he's finally starting the job, when did they fire the old sportscaster? I don't know. All I know is that it was before the fucking prom. <laughs> and, but who also did the sports during that time? I, I don't know. Maybe they were like, maybe they had like a to keep them on for like so long. They're oh. like, yeah, all right, we want you to. You have until the middle of August. You got a solid four months left, and then your Owskies. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't mean to jump ahead because I know that's where it's going. As far as like, apparently they when they let that guy go, um, I guess the head of the station or whatever was like, yeah, he was kind of like family, so it was hard to let him go. But I had to. So it made it seem like, like if it really has been months, it's kind of weird that right. it doesn't. It's kind of strange. But so he's practicing that. Belvedere kind of makes fun of him. So Bel- Belvedere admits he's like, yeah, well, I used, well, hey, I know all about the television. I used to be the host of a TV show. What? When the hell were you the host of a TV show? Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. I was hosting all the shows. <laughs> Belvedere has television. Yeah, I was like, I was like on Singapore American Bandstand or something. Like, what are you talking about, Belvedere? You've done everything, and he's like, yeah, you know, I've done all kinds of crazy jobs. Not at all. No big deal. This is nothing to me. I can do your job, George. Better than you. No big deal. And he would, if we know anything about his Clucks Chicken, of course, uh, record. Of course, he'd definitely be a sportscaster. So George is a little bit like, oh, okay. He's nervous. He's a little nervous. So George is at the station. They're putting makeup on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Taking it on. Yeah, they, they make a joke about how thick it's got to be. Like, that took a long time to put that makeup on. You know, it did take a long time. Yeah, you're just like so old. You're like crazy old. It takes a lot. Yeah. All those wrinkles. Wrinkles will just drink makeup when oh, you put yeah. them on, right? Just I'm assuming those little so, crevices yeah, yeah. is it's deceptive. Like, like, they just takes it all in. Just where did it all go? I gotta put ah. more on. So that's when they have the talking to about the whole um, other sportscaster and the other guys giving George the cold shoulder. Yeah. Now... Was the other sportscaster the lover of the main sportscaster? Skip, yes. Okay, Skip, just making sure. Skip and the former sportscaster, they, they 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 are definitely in a relationship. Because he says something like, I'll tell him when I see him later at home, right? So yeah. either they're adult roommates, which can happen. Sure. Um, kind of rare though at that age. But no, his his name is Skip. His name's Skip. And he gives and he gives him catty looks. Yeah, and apparently they have to run on to set. Yeah, they do like a weird thing in the station where uh, I guess the opening of each show is like them like running o- onto the set. Was that a thing? Did they do that? Dude, it was the eighties. A lot of people did a lot like, of things. I mean, like local news is always a nightmare of terror, and uh, in the eighties. It was also a terror nightmare in a different in different ways. I mean, if we've learned anything from Anchorman, we know that <laughs> that just it's the worst. I mean, but that was also maybe the height of I guess local news stations, right? Yeah. Because that's when they still had quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. There was nothing on the horizon that was going to take it over. True. That's when television was television in the eighties. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like I, it would be neat to. To time travel back to that time and experience that live when people actually sought television out, yeah. like and had to go on with the, uh, I guess with whatever the station I was mean, doing. Yeah, like I still remember stuff from like like watching like local news because like because we 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 could get like the Jackson news and then you could flip over and catch Memphis news for like another hour and then like come back for like I think more Jackson news and then like world news. Like you could get you could get like a solid two and a half hour block of news every night. And it's weird to see how it's kind of. 
changed. Yeah. Because also, think about what you just said. If I had to watch just an hour of local news, that's mm. more than mind-numbing. Yeah. But to switch channels back and forth, did you not get all of the Jackson news when you <laughs> switched over to the Memphis news? Well, like, was, uh, well, I, that's like, where we grew up, by the way. I'm not just making well, random there's, cities. There's, the thing is, but there was, like, there was no CNN. You, you couldn't get, like, you know... News news. Especially in the 80s, there was no, like, other than, like, NBC and ABC. I mean, you really had to... You you got your local news, and they covered some world events. And then after that, you would watch the, like, the, you know, the NBC, ABC, whatever uh, affiliate, you know, actual news program. 24-hour news has spoiled us. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I'm like, why don't you just go on the internet and just look it up? (laughs) I I mean, the 80s is just a nightmare, but also fascinating. Yeah. And it was, God, all those shoulder pads and just, and you trusted people. I I was listening to something on NPR about this one guy who was huge into morning talk shows. Mm -hmm. And he he has an affinity for them unparalleled by any human being that I know, especially in 2013. Who the fuck is watching morning news shows? No clue. Who's watching today? Who's watching Good Morning America? Nobody. Fuck that Do the olds even watch that anymore? Not unless they're in a hospital bed and can't get away from it. You know that... That, that's who they probably that's do it the for. That's the only way. Because that's, that's, the, that's the final frontier or the last uh, stronghold for television yeah. is the people in hospitals that can't get away, that can't yeah. get to the internet. I mean, that is some awful, vapid shit because yeah. it's also like the, like the least... I mean, it's not even news. It's like... It's just shitty, like, feel-good pieces and, like, uh, public interest stories. There's no news being covered. None. Now, now here's the question. Do you think back in the 80s, um, a la Belvedere time, when it was pretty much the source, Mm -hmm. do you think it was still kind of the same timbre as it is now? Like, it's all feel-good fluff and then, like, scare tactics? Or was it genuinely trying to do something good? I mean, yeah, it was still still crap, but there was definitely more journalistic, more news, because it wasn't... Just try, it was competing on being an information source as much as being entertainment. It was, I mean, it was still largely light, fluffy entertainment, but there was a lot of news because that's how you could, that's how you got your news, people. You got that from there from the newspaper. Fascinating. So when when the Owens are on the couch uh, seeing George's first television, I guess, appearance, that's probably something they did on the regs, and we just never see it. Like they probably did gather around the yeah. television and just like read or something. So I remember, like, I was like, I loved watching the news. Like when I was a kid, I like again watch watch the Jackson news, switch over, watch the Memphis news, come back, watch watch like the fucking world news. Ah, oh, and then on Fridays when you got fucking twenty twenty. Oh man, that, oh, that was some God, good stuff. Twenty twenty, that was my jam. I remember Hugh Downs and Barbara Walters. <laughs> What's that? John Stossel's coming in the mix. Oh my God! I remember after uh, TGIF because I used to love watching those shows. Mm-hmm. Keeping it on for twenty twenty, like yeah, all right, prime now. time in twenty twenty, back to back. I mean, I got it. I got to see what's happening <gasps> on twenty twenty. John Stossel, what are you? What are you going to uncover? Are there? Are there some? Are you going to get some consumer reports? Are you going to show us what's going on? Are these companies really? Are they trying to pull a flim flam on us? Hmm. Let's do some investigative reporting. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen 60 Minutes in forever. I, I can only imagine it's it, a shell of what it used to it, be. Is there still... Do we still Do we still? Surely 60 Minutes is still on. Yeah, I think 60 Minutes is on. 2020 is not, though, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I For some reason, I was confusing the two in my mind. 2020 may still be a thing. Wow. I can't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine this crazy world. What is 2020 like? Is, I, I'm sorry. We're taking a break. I'm going to think. <laughs> Is 2020 still on the air? Brad, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to get you on a, on a sidetrack. I'm like... I'm, is 2020 on is the air? 2020 still on the air? Brad's on the edge of his seat. I'm on the edge of tomorrow. 
far the edge of yesterday. <laughs> they should keep it on it till at least 2020. It should at least get to the year that it, that it was promised, <laughs> yeah. and it then se- just go out. It seems to still be a thing. 2020 still still a thing. Elizabeth Ooh. Vargas and da- David Muir. Who the fuck is David Muir? Elizabeth Vargas, I really heard of, but David Muir. Who are you? Extreme quitters, leaving a job and making an impression. What does that even? Do you work for a boss hole? Okay, I, I'm done already. Don't work too hard. <laughs> Secret career killers. The Arizona Bundle. I, I'm assuming these are shorts, maybe, of like... It's your clips. Work war. How to win them. Mother of kidnapping you? victim. New suspect for years. Cleveland reduction home at last. I heard you say Cleveland, which I know Mike Wall of Acting Rogers owns a restaurant, which Ramjack is planning mm. sometime this year, hopefully. Yes. Fingers crossed. A little, uh, maybe a little Ramjack meetup up in Cleveland. What was the thing about Cleveland? Well, that's where the, that's 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 where that's where uh, our heroes at the McDonald's hero. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Where those yeah, where, the, where those girls were being kidnapped. Twenty twenty's on that one, huh? I mean, it was an actual news event. You gotta give them credit for that. Quite true, quite true. But in the eighties, I mean, television was <sighs> a wonderful tool and experience. I, Seriously, there's a reason why people cling to it as much as they do. Yeah. Um, at least in its traditional format. So George is on. He's he's out of breath from running onto the set already. Yes. Um, he can't catch a break between he tri- he all the crazy He tripped over, like, the weatherman or something, which, who knows if he was even a weatherman. I mean, <laughs> we found we found out later in our life that our local weatherman, Gary Pickens, was a lie. Hey, Gary, it's a lie, and we're on to it. You're a fucking lie. You are, not a, you are not a meteorologist. You're a phony. Guys, just for a little <laughs> bit of clarification on that, in case we haven't touched on it yet, uh, the meteorologist, and I'll put that in quotation marks, that used to be in our hometown, is not a meteorologist. When he, when his little name pops up in the bottom telling you who he is, with the little line that's supposed to give his designation, his specifically says weather consultant, I think? Yeah. Everyone else that works for them is a meteorologist, yeah. it clearly says, but he's the only one suspiciously that's either weather consultant or weather advisor, question mark? My I think ent- I- this man was, was our weatherman my entire life. When, when this was like revealed like way later. This this was like this was a scandal when this came out. This man is a lie. He's a fuck. He's a weather. He's a weather advisor. He used to talk about weather. He didn't know shit about weather. You were not a meteorologist, Gary Pickens. See, that's why I was flipping between the channels. You were going for the news, the local news. I was going for the weather report because we know how I love weather. Well, I, I, that's why you go to Memphis News to get your weather report. Can't trust Gary Pickens. <laughs> he's like, um, yeah, it might rain with my, sleet. My favorite was when he said there was like an outbreak of tornado. We talked about the tornadoes before. So, like, the first time the tornadoes ransacked the city. Right. He kept talking about, like, yeah, those tornadoes are out there, but also snow in the forecast? More in a few minutes. Because... Making shit up. Making shit up. I mean, yeah, it didn't... No, let me, it didn't let me snow. check my Doppler 33,000. You don't even have a Doppler. You got nothing. And by that, he's looking at the reports that have been printed out from, like, the national, like, weather... Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but, I mean, that's that's actually the how they get all weather the weather. National Weather Service? Yeah, we'll just yeah. say that. It's crazy now. I mean... Does but back in the eighties, you can get away with that. They didn't know what. Second, they didn't know how you got the knowledge. Who knows? George could be could play weatherman any second now. He can get away with it. Well, he's playing sportsman. Mm. So George finally gets his time to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets the. Uh, they're like, all right, and now here's George with the sports. George, and George kind of fumbles his lines. He's like, um, he doesn't uh, even say the names of the teams. He's getting numbers wrong. He's getting scores wrong. George, you're supposed to be the sports guy. You can't talk about sports in front of a fucking camera? What is wrong with you? It's not that hard. You just say the lines into the camera. 
We've done that. Yeah. Obviously, you go on the YouTube. We have a video out. We're heroes. I mean, Wait, yeah. Come on, George. Get with yeah. it. Be a hero, not such a zero. He even looks at the wrong camera, Ugh. which, I mean, admittedly, we had trouble with that at first, but, I mean, come on. I mean, didn't he have, like, a training period? Like, don't they explain those it's things It's been months. <laughs> what has he been doing with his free time? <laughs> you think that they said, okay, it's going to be a while. You're not, it's going to be hard to get used to television. Here's some classes to take to get you like, used, and he I just mean, hasn't done he any could of just them. Sit, he could have sat in the basement and, like, pretended to read copy into, like, fake cameras. The, that would have been more a better use of his time than whatever the fuck he's been doing. Yeah. You're right. I mean, he is in the kitchen at the beginning of the episode kind of reading lines to the air, um, yeah. which is kind of weird, but... Last minute cramming? Fuck you, George. Yeah, so George is unsettled. The family realizes that they've got a dud, that George just is not going to be able to provide. Hopefully, Marsha can get through college and become a lawyer yeah. and get the kids the fuck out of that sitch. Now, apparently, he does a little bit better at the 11 o'clock news. Hmm. So he comes home, and they have a little party. They made a cake. Well, he comes home late. But, I mean, they're all in their pajamas or their robes. And they, while they've made the cake, I think Heather drew like him on there. But yeah. they didn't have enough frosting for the nose. Joke! Because ah, you need extra icing to make a nose, I guess. But aren't sportscasters, or even everyone on local news, aren't their time, um, like, their days are totally different than normal people's days, right? Like, they have to get to the news, like, super early, like, crazy times. Brad's looking at me like he doesn't know what I'm well, talking I, about. Did I, I you don't know understand. Well, no, thing? but it's like they did the 6 o'clock news and the 11 o'clock news. All right. So I guess he would keep normal hours then. My bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They have one sportscaster. I'm thinking about morning news. But this was before, I guess, news was pretty much all in yeah, I guess they had different teams for different yeah, time periods. Yeah. Hey, my bad. Hey. He's on the 6 and 11. That's what my we got bad. from the episode. I don't know I don't know what kind of, I don't know what you're throwing in the mix. I'm just saying he get home, He gets home late. Yes, he gets home after the 11 o'clock news. Yes. Um. Uh, so they have a cake for him. And they're like, uh, so did you get fired yet? Because um, you were kinda, you were better at eleven. You still have your job. So they haven't canned me yet. But little do they know that they're still unsatisfied. The station, of course. George is skewing for an older audience. Olds, olds are fine with them. It's just the youngs are like, uh, who is this really old dude? I mean, luckily they're not seeing his family life, or they would be <laughs> pulsed. But they're worried that Grandpa is forgetting the sports teams. Um, yeah. They say, we're going to trick them. It's all about attitude, so we need you to, to change that. Use some more common vernacular. Say things like, keep it tight or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> throw out common pop culture references. Yes. Just do that. Yeah. Also, maybe dye your hair and maybe get a facelift. Yeah, let's just fix up that face because you are looking ancient. Let's just try to, let's try to just bring you down. Here's a car. Here's a guy. Go visit him. He does great work. We get a group discount. We did the math. It's going to be more cost-effective for you to get a facelift than us having to pay for your makeup. So yeah. do that. Why don't you just hire, like, a young sports person? Duh. <laughs> like, why you, got the, why you got this old grandpa rolling to talk about sports? It really doesn't make sense. I think that really the, the owner of the studio, just to keep... The, uh, the group discount on facelifts has to get people to get facelifts. See, that makes, that's it. It's that's just, what it this, is. This whole news organization is just a big scam for his brother-in-law to make money oh, off plastic dude. surgeries. If it's anything, people in sports fucking love, like, old people who are, like, really no sports because they can wax nostalgic about it, and it it's weird. I don't understand. Like, that's an actual sports thing. I don't understand Ugh. it, but... Listen, I, listen, I'm a young person. I know all the sports facts. I, you don't, you don't need some grizzled old person. They don't, they don't know anything. They're too, they're too invested in the past they're too invested with those old those old rapist baseball teams we talked about those i'm, I'm not going to talk about that all the time because i find I, honestly i find it somewhat offensive mm -hmm. and somewhat misogynist and just a little bit unkind brad i could see you 
like easily on that television doing yeah. the sports. Hey guys, we're gonna talk about the non-rape teams. Now listen, I know some of you you old timers you like hearing about the old days. Well, guess what? I'm here for our new younger generation. The demographic I'm skewing towards is not dying. <laughs> <laughs> They're thriving. They're coming up. They're on your feet now. They're going to be up into your ankles pretty soon. Maybe now, we're, we're going to have to get the word out because they aren't watching television because no, it's 2013. Not at all. But when they find out that I'm here for them, maybe they'll watch the clips on YouTube later. Brad, I think you've stumbled across a platform for, for saving or at least transitioning local television well you know it's it's what i do really it's what i do as well i, I just i kind of a, i'm gonna kind of I'm an idea man mm-hmm. i pitch ideas out there see what sticks to the wall and I, i'm a game changer i change the games so the games were one way i come along now the game is different but it's better it's better for me mm. and it's better for the people that agree with me that the game is better for me quick thought to throw out to you please throw it. think about it okay i'm not to answer it now what if ramjack did ramjack locals where we did local Cincinnati news. Locals only. Locals only. Okay. And and started pioneering that local news on YouTube. All right. All grabbing right. that younger audience. All right. So we're doing a show for John. We're doing a show for John. John, what do you want to hear about? What would you like to hear about locally? John broke it to me that there was a uh, that um, there was a twenty gun salute or something to a policeman locally. Oh. Like he straight up tweeted at me and said, "Dude, just in case you're at home, those explosions." Aren't fireworks. That's not fireworks. To which I tweeted back, you mean we didn't get them? <laughs> oh, no. We didn't win? Stupid reds. Mm-hmm. But then he says a 20-gun salute. But, um, I mean, it is, I mean, this is right. a slightly, not sketch, mm-hmm. but a little bit. We're close to some areas. I, and you, I'm just throwing that out there just as an idea. It, Maybe it. we'll think about hey. it. John, get back and just tell us what you want from the news station. Tell us what you want from the news station. You're our core audience. <laughs> You're our core audience. Help us. You're our demographic. <laughs> He's going to give us the news. Yeah. This just in from John. Hey, guys, it's Ramjack. One of our um, uh, key sources said mm. this to say about local news. Oh. And then you'll throw in sports, and then Definitely. I'll throw in science facts. Local sports news, guys. Those Reds, boy, are they just going. Do you hear that? Oh. They want it. They got them. <laughs> Who's they? Got they? Them. Well, somebody. Oh, they got them. Mm. Oh, those Reds. They got them again. <laughs> those Bengals and those Reds. Every time. Always getting them. See, but I also see that being a sport, uh, like a weather report, too. Like, ah. how's it looking out there, Brad? Is it cloudy, Wink? Oh. Ooh. You should hear the thunder from out here. Oh, my god. Guys, goodness. this is Brad coming at you from the riverfront. I can't, uh, you, you can barely hear me from all the fireworks going oh, off gosh. downtown. Whoa. One of the things I hate most in the world. <laughs> it is, it is a, listen, if you're a person like me, and if you're listening to this, it's very likely, um, then you're going to hate being outdoors right now. There's lots of fireworks. <laughs> Wait, it's very likely you're a person like, you're a person like me listening right, right. now. Right. All right, cool. Hey, we got the model going, John. We're gonna definitely need you this, to get yes, back at we're us. We're gonna need you. Or we're any gonna, other locals? We're gonna need to do some some focus grouping mm. with you personally. Yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna find out what news you're interested in and what news can I force you to be interested in. <laughs> but back to Belvedere. Yes. Um. So George first off tries to dye his hair because he has second thoughts about doing um a facelift. Right. Um. Tries to dye his hair. Marsha doesn't know who he is. She screams because she's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Well, because he looks like a monster. He does look like a monster. And apparently, it's just like spraying black because he yeah. washes it out pretty quickly. I thought it was like a like an actual wig at first because mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to do that. But whatever. The kids are a little worried. They're like, "What?" 
Yeah, you look even worse, George. Wesley T, who's not been there this entire episode and is looking dirtier and dirtier and more feral by the minute, yeah. looks at him and is like, Dad? Are mama? you on this whole... <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought it was Mama. I thought she was coming to take me. <laughs> mama. Scariest movie ever. It's pretty creeps. So he, he goes upstairs, washes it out, but then him and Belvedere, or does Belvedere drop him off at the uh, facelift guy? I don't remember no. how. I, they get there pretty quick. Yeah, Belvedere takes him to um, have a consultation. Mm-hmm. George is like, he, he sits down by this attractive woman and is like, hey, so uh, so what are you doing here getting plastic surgery? You're, you're a very attractive woman. You, I don't think you need this. And the woman's like, tee-hee, tee-hee. And they say, uh, so Mr. Schwartz, uh, we're ready for you. And then the woman walks through, oh my gosh! And George kind of collapses onto the couch and starts writhing <laughs> around. It's kind of yeah, weird. It's, it's gross. It's he's gross. like, oh no. So gross. Um, <laughs> Why is George all like being the worst? Yeah. So um, George is having second thoughts more and more. He got the consultation. Consultation. He runs it by his family. Marsh is kind of, she says, well, I like you the way you are. I'm Bel- used to this old man face. Bel- Belvedere anticipating a fight sends uh, Kevin and Heather off to... To go buy a pie. Oh. <laughs> to go buy a hot pie at the store. Guys, okay, Kevin's whole thing this episode is that he needs to go buy a pie at the store. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But Heather's thing is she actually comes to mom and says, Mom, I got a question for you. Real quick, let's say there's a boy that you like a lot. He wants to take you out to the drive-thru and you know he's going to want to do more than just watch the movie. Oh, well, just tell him you're not that kind of girl and, you know, let you know be gentle, but, you know, be firm. Well, Mom... Um, what if you think you are that kind of girl? You're grounded, because I'm a terrible parent. Thanks, Mom. And then there's like a weird audience clap. Worst. Heather, sneak out. You've done that before. I mean, I'm sure she did sneak out, and you know, there you go. Yeah. I do love the fact that she's like, what if I am that kind of girl? What? Well done, Belvedere. You're the best. So, uh, (laughs) again, Kevin Pies. Heather, you know, being sexually, exploring her sexuality. Um, Wesley T's still filthy. Ugh. Um, They're making him eat outdoors because he's repulsive. Yeah. Because he's a feral mama child. Out of a dog bowl. They don't have a dog. Um, mm-hmm. Think about that. They also have a walkie-talkie system because he smells so bad they have to talk to him outside through walkie-talkie. Why are they allowing this? It's Why weird. are they allowing this? The child needs these. You can't. You just, you just fucking... Stop it. Make the child bathe. Throw soap on him. Yeah. It's not going to help if she can talk to you via the walkie-talkie. Ugh. He has to be there with you to eat dinner to get any benefits of that kind of socializing. Whatever. doesn't matter. Um, so, Marsha, again, kind of oddly cool with the fact she's like, you know, I kind of like your old man mug. I've been getting used to it. But I'm down with whatever you want to do. They have a weird kiss. That's awkward. Mm. Um, the next day, George goes to the news. He's kind of learning the ropes. Everyone's being nice to him. Uh, but they're, re- they're really bigging up this plastic surgery. They're like, hey, George, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it part of the news. We're going we're gonna to show you the whole surgery. We're going to show them cutting off the bandages and everything. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought this was going to be like, uh, I do this and like, we, you know, we keep it all quiet. And they're like, no, no, it's going to be a big thing. So then they're actually on the air and they're like, so next week we're going to be talking about uh, how to look younger, including uh, uh, um, we're going to show our pal George here going under the knife. How do you feel about that, George? Hmm. Um, you know what? Fuck that shit. <laughs> Pass. What? Listen, I'm an old dude, but I'm cool being an old dude, because this is who I am, and this is me, and I'm not going to change just because other people want me to change. I've worked for every one of these wrinkles. Oh, shut up, George. You're the worst. You are pretty bad, but he stands up for that. 
I guess. Next up, we see George going home, and they're like, so, did you get fired this time? Because they know it's going to happen. I mean, he's... It's inevitable. I mean, he's George. He doesn't have the demographics that he needs. His audience is dying rapidly. So... They're like, no, actually, it turns out uh, when I put my foot down, uh, we, they got a, they were mad at first, but then they got a bunch of calls to the studio, people supporting me and saying they like the fact that I was old and dying and not afraid of death that's imminent. So they're going to let me stay. Hurrah. George gets to keep his awful, shitty job with awful people. The family can afford a lot of, I mean, afford their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Kevin's still one of the pit, though. Oh, Kevin's in that, that pit. Yeah. And that's pretty much the episode, other than the fact that, and I said it in the review, um, the whole reason Wesley T. is not bathing is so that a girl that he knows wants to ask him to a Sadie Hawkins dance doesn't ask him. She pulls the card of phoning, talks to Belvedere. Belvedere says yes, forcing Wesley T. to go. Wesley's like, fuck, I gotta take a bath now? Nope. Twist part, your siblings are going to bathe you outside, naked, by the way. With a hose. With oh, a hose. And don't worry, I'm, I got the steel wool. Why didn't we just do that, like, two days ago? Yeah, it would have been easy. Yeah. Like, the worst. The worst. <sighs> yeah, and that's pretty much it. I yes, mean, yeah, that's well there. Even, like, his journal writing, there's not much other than what we just said. Yeah. So, uh... Who's winning and who's, who's winning losing? Who's losing? I, boy... I want to say the whole family is losing to a point because Wesley T is filthy. Yeah. And that's gross. Yeah. Wesley T is like the girls, the feral children from Mama. Heather didn't get to banging out with his dude. She um, snuck out. Kevin's still going to the pit, but he did get to go out and buy a hot pie. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's always a fun adventure. I thought it was weird that him and Heather went out together to buy the hot pie. Well, it's because Belvedere wanted to get them out of the house so that George and Marsha could fight about George getting plastic surgery. Which didn't really happen. But. True. And even though it was kind of suggested they go together, it was a little bit too, like, all right, let's go together. Well, I th- yeah, I think it was like, uh, Belvedere's like, why don't you two go buy a hot pie? <laughs> or what, whatever it is you money kids for do. condoms? What? Here's, here's some money for a hotel room. I want to say Wesley T. lost. Because he didn't, he's still going to this dance. Mm-hmm. And he also had to be filthy for the, because yeah. he didn't really want to be. Right. He was doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he lost. That's, yeah, he lost. Who won? Duh. Did George win? He didn't get a job, and he didn't have to get a facelift. Yeah. But he was humiliated time and time again. True, but then he got to stand up for himself and be victorious somehow by, like, not, I, I don't know, by some, by magics. Can we concede George winning? Yeah, I think George won. Sorry, guys. Wow. George won. I will say Heather is wearing some interesting stuff this episode. Kind mm-hmm. of a long skirt. She looks very business. At one point, she says she gets back from school. It's like she got back from the office. Yeah, she was wearing some crazy shoulder pads. Looking better though. I mean, she's still a very yeah. attractive girl. Still Defo. looking good. Defo. Um, but that's Belvedere, basically. That's Belvedere. There you go. All right. Well, let's check in with those kids on Say by the Bell, the college years. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow, and it's all up to me. Brad, you will also try to get. A summary in as close to a minute as possible. Oof. Oh boy. Friend, are you prepared for this? I am. This is one of the last times we're going to be doing this. This is We're down to the final three. Final three. Wow. And the movie. It's almost like we're playing a sports game. Ooh, the final three. That's when it gets really final tough. Three. We're going to have to trust our basics on this one. Trust those tables. Brad, um, let me get that clock set up for you. Please do. 
All right, no timeouts. Final half. Are you ready? I'm ready for this. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, so they've got this great teacher, and everybody loves them, and he's going to go on a sabbatical to, like, go to Egypt because he always travels to crazy places. He gets along with the kids because he plays by unconventional rules. He spins the chair backwards. He's a fun guy. Um, uh, Grandma Tarkin hates him because he doesn't play by the rules. Don't know why she even gets to say so. Doesn't make sense. Um, they have a going-away party for him at the dorm, and he goes. I don't know why. This is a grown-ass man. He reveals to Zach before time... Actually, he's a coward. He's never done anything, but this is going to be his one real trip. Unfortunately, he then dies on their sofa. It's sad. They've got to go to a funeral. Everyone's upset by this. Slater's never been to a funeral. He doesn't understand how funerals work. Zach goes completely bonkers and realizes he's got to take chances in life. So he's like, Kelly, tell me you love me. And she's like, um, Zach, calm the fuck down. He's like, fine, I'll do whatever I want. He starts doing crazy things like riding motorcycles and climbing buildings and skydiving. Um, it's super weird. Uh, in the end, uh, he's going to go skydiving, and he gets Slater and Screech to go along by, like, berating them and questioning their manhood. Um, and then Kelly phones and says, don't do it, don't do it, I love you. So they get to, then they fall out of the plane through some weird circumstances, and Zach and Kelly get together at the end. One minute, eight seconds. All right, I'll take it, I'll take it. Well done. Thank you. I would have to say, a lot of craziness happened in this episode of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And to get it in in a minute and eight seconds... Hey. Well done. Guys, it's the final three. We had a lot to crank up to. I mean, <laughs> you know, Zach, at the beginning of this episode, Zach and Kelly weren't really completely back together. And spoilers, the next episode's called Marry Me. <laughs> so we had a lot of ground to cover. There's a quick track mm-hmm. to Vegas. Yeah. But they do lay the groundwork in here pretty early because we find out there's been some time between the last episode mm-hmm. uh, where they were playing at Doctors yeah, and this episode because Zach questions Kelly about a girl's weekend. He's like, but Kelly, we're kind of been dating for a while now. And she's like, yeah, well, that's cool, but I made plans. But I, I just expected that we would have the weekend together. She's like, well, you got to ask me. And yeah. he's like, well, Kelly, what are we doing this weekend? Nothing. Because you didn't ask me early enough. Got plans, bitch. I hear Screech is available. Because Screech wanted to hang out with the ladies. How creepy is it that Zach is like, okay, so maybe they've been back together for... uh, Let's say a month. Let's say a month. Two months. Say two months. Um, And Zach is already, after two months of them being back together, is already like, wait, I just assumed that you would have your calendar free for me. What the fuck? Very controlling. Um, I got a feeling this, this relationship may not last the long haul. I will say this about the college years, which is sad and depressing, is that it seems that in the later episodes that we get, closer to that finish line, mm-hmm. um, that whoever's writing this or directing it kind of makes the characters whatever they want them to be. Mm-hmm. Zach Morris wouldn't act like this. Slater does not act like how he acts in this episode. But Alex, they've been, they've been confronted by death. True. But I mean, I, that's just a general statement. I, I don't think that anything... Yeah. There's not... Zach is calculating and very controlled. This isn't the Zach we know. True. Let's talk about this professor. Oh, man. Now, this guy is awesome. All right, so the professor is played by Victor Raider Wexley. It's a cool name. Um, he's been in, like, everything. I'm just looking looking over looking over the IMDB here, and I'm just seeing all sorts of things. I'm seeing he was a voice in Skyrim, the video game. He's been in all the shows, all the popular ones. House MD. Oh, there's a there's a vehicle going by quite loudly at the moment. He's been on NYPD Blue, Boston Legal. He has done a lot of voiceovers for games, which is yeah, interesting. There's a lot of the voiceovers. Lord of the Rings video game. I also saw Golden Axe up there. I guess mm-hmm. they did a remake of that. He was Star the, Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. He was the fire chief on Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Who apparently had a recurring role as the fire chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That pizza place had a lot of, like, 
I love that alarms. show. That show was awesome. Well, the build. I mean, I mean, the major premise yeah. in the title. But it did. It did eventually become like two, two guys, guys and a girl because they dropped the they, pizza place. Well, they burned the pizza place down. Nice. The fire chief. Well, they had so many warnings, and but, then they had to get con- like I. Is that even out on DVD? Because no, I don't even know if it's streaming or anything. Well, but I mean, it's Nathan Fillion and Ryan Reynolds, and both of the girls on that show were crazy hot. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I watched the show just because both of those girls were insanely hot. Let's so we need to look that up. That's we'll put that on the list after Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Two guys and a girl in the pizza place. That show was my jam. I don't think I saw... I saw one episode of both uh, incarnations of it. I enjoyed it much. But he's been on a lot. Uh, I will say one of his characteristics in this episode is he's constantly quoting people of antiquity. He also has a cigar, which he never lights, but he holds in his mm-hmm. hand like he's smoking it. Smoke-free campus. Hmm. True. He just, he just likes to have the prop. He has, like, what is it? People who smoke tend to have like an oral fixation around them. They can like, sometimes they can quit when they just replace it with something like a pretzel or a lollipop mm. or an unlit um, uh, cigar. Sure. Um, I, it's so weird because he's, he, he's holding his, his last class before he goes on sabbatical. I guess it's the end of the semester. It's kind of, I don't really understand. The timeline of Saved by the Bell of College years doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. I don't like, I don't, how do these semesters work? Are they on quarters? Are they well, on, this is their first semester. Like, are they I, on eighths? Because they had Thanksgiving, no, they so... they have Thanksgiving, so I guess so, it would be the second semester. Yeah, so I assume this is the second semester, but... In my mind, the pace we're going at is one semester. Yeah, it's but certainly... right, I guess it's... It is, it is... I think it's completely feasible that it's still the first semester. It's their first year. Definitely. But this guy's going on sabbatical. Um, is he going to Egypt or someplace? Yes, he's going to Egypt. So he decides to have class outside of class because he wants to really stress on his students to seize the day and to seize opportunities and get out there, you know? So they're going to go to the, the cafeteria or the, what? The, the Falcon's Nest. The Falcon's Nest. Student Union restaurant place. This wasn't their first pick, mind you. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin rolls in and, like, scolds him for, like, why would you get your students out of class? He's like, because the pools were being used by the swim team? He was going to have a straight-up beach party yeah. or pool party before. First of all, who the fuck is Grand Moff Tarkin to, like, call him out on this shit? Well, I mean, she does command, like, the flagship, I guess, Imperial Destroyer for the Empire. I, like, he, but... Like, can you imagine you're, you, you're, you're in a college class, your professor says, hey, it's nice outside today, let's go have class outside... Um, and then, like, some in- person, administrative person from the university is like, What is this class doing outside? Professor, I hope you have a good explanation for this. I mean, no. if you're in high thing. school, maybe, I guess. But in theory, you're adults in college, so, like, no yeah. one should ever ask you, Yeah. What are you not doing in class, mister? Because who knows what your schedules are, yeah. like, or what's going on. Yeah, you're adults, you're in college. It's not like in high school when our teacher did technically, we did <laughs> kind of sneak off at times and do things, and then we'd have to run from the assistant principal, teacher included. Um, real story. That's real yeah. talk. Um, a lot of running for Mr. Stewart in those days. But I do like the idea that a teacher would want to have the last class of the pool and have a pool party. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. why don't we have more last days at campus or, like, on school with a pool party? Yeah. Just saying. And at one point, <laughs> um, that out. he's like, hey, Mr. Morris, are you paying attention to, my, to me or are you just trying to flirt with Kelly? Actually, I'm just flirting with Kelly right now. 
Good job. Like, all right. All right, wacky teacher. He's seizing the day. He's, as Nero says, all right. Like, okay. This is this is a rookie teacher on the force plane by his own rules. He's spinning chairs around. He's like, he's the cool teacher that everyone loves. Who Screech constantly thwarts because he'll bring up a quotation and Screech will be like, but wait a minute, here's some facts. And he's like, shut up, Screech. It's like, you're ruining the vibe. Listen, here, you remember when Mussolini said blah, 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 but wasn't Mussolini a brutal dictator? Shut up, Screech. <laughs> Screech, it's enough out of you. So the quote, uh, it doesn't matter. The quote's adequate. Yeah, I'm off, but I'll leave you with these words of Napoleon. But wasn't Napoleon, though? Did he, like, die alone? Like, Screech, shut the fuck. Someone get him out of here. Kill him. Someone murder him. A hundred bucks to whoever silences the nerd. But isn't that illegal? I'm going to miss you, Screech. (laughs) So. I loved you, Screech. You were my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The students kind of line up and talk to the professor, but, like, not in a line facing him, but, like, in a single file line. Yes. Like, it's weird. Yeah. And, and, then, and then they're like, hey, we want to throw you a, a, a bon voyage party. He's like, great, I'll stop by your place. Invites himself to their dorm. Do people just do this? Listen, uh, listen, I, I, I was a theater major, and we were pretty close with our professors. I, I went over to professors' houses. I mm. went on trips with professors. I have watched pornography with professors. Nice. I have never had a professor come to my dorm room. Hmm. I was invited to a Thanksgiving uh, dinner with a professor. Mm-hmm. But never, like, you don't cross that line. That's weird. Yeah. Hey, you know what, kids? I'll just stop by your place. It'll be easier on me. Yeah. On my way out, I'll stop by your place on the way to the airport. <laughs> I mean, I think Mike has a key to their place. I think oh, yeah, Mike yeah. is just like, oh, you're a cool neighbor? Here. Here's a key to our dorm. Just come mm-hmm. in whenever you want. Yeah. Super weird. That is so weird. So, yeah. The, yeah so, what world do they live in? <laughs> so, it's a big surprise party. And um, so I guess it's, he doesn't. He doesn't know he's going to be invited to a party. No, no, he invites he's, himself over, dude. That's what's the weird. He's just thing going. About he's him. just going to because he just wants to go and say goodbye to yeah. Zach before he goes on his trip. He doesn't know there's a party. That's even stranger, dude. It's pretty weird. Doesn't like the cigar. Hey, Always pro- talking about fleeting moments and like wow. grasping the day. What are his real plans? Yeah. Um. So all the kids are there. Right. Everyone's there for this wicked party. Screech is going to pick up the cake. And they even chastise, who was it, Alex who yeah. sent Screech for the cake? Or Slater? Who's going to send fucking Screech to do anything? Alex He's is, inept! And Alex is like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'll go order another cake. We, they can just make pyramid cakes on a second like that? Well, yeah. What's going on? Where is this uh, school located? Well, this school has an on-campus bakery that's like oh, a okay. culinary chef. So, I mean, know, that's teaching the best and brightest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they right have, next to the they, hospital. A hospital, a hospital and a culinary arts school. It's very convenient. Horrible archaeological department, though. Mm, that's true, a, it's if terrible. Anything, that's super low rent. It's the worst. And you gotta wonder about their psych department, too, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but, their, but their raves are fantastic. <laughs> they actually do throw some pretty spectacular, spectacular raves. Spectacularly illegal. So, completely illegal, but spectacular. The question is, does this teacher know they might be throwing him a party and or a rave? And he's like, oh, I, I, I missed the last rave because I was out of town. Oh. I'm going to have to get in on this. So yeah, he stop by. So he stops over, and he's having a one-on-one with Zach. And oh, yeah, because they go to the other room. Like, yeah. Everyone's there in this room. They're like, oh, fuck, he's here. Let's go. We're going to jump out and surprise him. So him and Zach are talking, and he's like, Zach, listen, i gotta, I got to level with you. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a big old phony. I talk a big game, but I ain't never done shit. I'm a coward. The only place I ever gone is to, like, my sister-in-law's place. That's where I go on vacation. It's boring. I'm a boring dude. I'm the worst. I'm secretly the worst. 
And Zach's like, "Yeah, awkward. Well, so where are you going now? Oh, this time I'm really going to do it. I'm really going to Egypt. I'm really going to live my dreams. I'm not scared anymore. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I got the ticket. I've been talking to my therapist. I'm a brave heart. <laughs> I'm going to make it. I believe in myself. I'm positivity, and I'm going to do it. So I'm going to get on that plane. Zach's like, oh, okay, well, this isn't awkward, but uh, good job. All right, well, hey, I'll be right back. Goes to the other room. Um, he's like, well, great. Let's get in there before he has a breakdown. <laughs> but, like, but Screech isn't back with the cake yet. Fuck the cake. It's not going to happen. <laughs> if anything, it'll be a second surprise. Right. You double the surprises, you double the fun of the yeah. party. So uh, they go in there. They yell surprise. They're surprise! throwing confetti. Yeah, it's great. Oh, professor. Wake up, Professor. He's not holding a cigar anymore. That's kind of, oh, shit. Oh, God, the Professor's dead. I love that Kelly checks his pulse like she could actually, like... Oh, she, fuck, he's she, dead. She's a medical professional, Alex. Let me, let me, someone call it. What time is it? I'd like to struck on the record that he died at, like... <laughs> I'll perform the autopsy. Somebody give me a butter knife. I don't know, suspect Kelly. I'll play. If you don't do it now, you're not going to get accurate. Kelly, you can't do an autopsy on our couch. Oh, no, I'm licensed. But, but no, still... Well, not really, actually. <laughs> probably, I... Even though... <laughs> It's still, it's, it's just, it's it's impolite. It really is. We, we sit on this couch. It's, ah. So he just dies. Just like dies. a sudden heart attack? I yeah. mean, that can happen. It happens a lot, actually. Sure. And then Screech rolls into the cake. He's like, hey, what's going on? Why does everyone look so sad? Did somebody die? The first of many awkward as fuck moments. <laughs> Like, this is one of the more slapsticky episodes. Oh, man. That all revolves around their de- grie- grieving over their dead professor. It is a bleak and morose app. It's kind of crazy. Does Screech drop the cake or something? First off, it's a miracle, and even though those don't exist, that Screech made it back with a cake. Yeah. Like, but they kind of sh- a pyramid a pyramid shaped cake. It's pretty wacky. Kind of rad. Yeah, like I want a pyramid shaped cake. Yeah. Like, how would you even really? Where's do my that? pyramid cake? Am I gonna have to die to get a pyramid cake? Ugh. Well, I mean, it's not fair. Should we just have pyramid cakes at everyone's funeral? Oh my gosh. Like, let's honor the Egyptian heritage of humanity. Hey, Anubis. And just like, yeah, look. Got your Anubis cake. Without a pyramid cake, their souls can't leave her. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like Okay, okay. I, like I, think I, like we've, we've, I think we've stumbled upon something. Definitely. This ain't a real funeral unless you have a, a pyramid cake. Yes. I like it. Huh. Good plan. So, uh, now we gotta get ready for a funeral. Yeah. Slater's freaking out because he's never been to a funeral, which is kind of weird. Slater has never had a brush with death at all in his life to right. this point. Now, I'm sure if we go back in the canon, this has happened before, because surely someone has died surely. in his life. But he, the way that his character is so affected, it is like he's a child who has experienced death for the first time and doesn't understand it. Yeah. His father's a soldier. You think they were going to be like, he's like military dude. Shouldn't he be like, I don't know. Mm, unless dad, struck in by the horrors of war and, you oh, know. Oh, shielded his son. Has totally shielded his son. Oh, because he's faced so many deaths. not moving? She's asleep. <laughs> yes. No, now he's coping with the whole fact. Grandma's not asleep. Oh, I remember, when you remember we the pyramid cake for grandma? Wait, oh no. I've had like... Nine pyramid cakes in my memory. They're, they've all no one told me. <sighs> They're with Anubis. <laughs> he didn't know until he now. Didn't know. So yeah, that's wackiness. Screech doesn't have proper clothing for a funeral, so he's oh, wearing man. his Dracula costume. Um, first of all, he's wearing like a normal black suit, but with a Dracula cape for no reason. Well, first of all, none of them have proper attire for a funeral, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, we always like to be fashion forward on this show, and there are some 
just atrocities in this episode. Leslie Romney is wearing, like, a weird, like, pantsuit, but with, like, basically a white button-up shirt that is untucked. But, like, super long. It was, like, one of those 90s fashions. Was it? Yeah, it was, but it was weird. Mm. No one liked it. Bad. It's bad. I it will is. say, it is bad. <laughs> um, but I think Alex is winning in this scene. Yes, because uh, she's got these stockings that are like, mm-hmm. like different colored. Well, also printed. I mean, it almost yeah. looks like they have uh, semicircles running down the side, and then part of it you can kind of see some of her leg, and part of it's just black. And then she's got a nice, like, a it's nice black foxy. dress on. Foxy. I think she's still wearing a hat, which is what she does. Hey, I'm okay with that. She doesn't have a cross on, but whatever. Yeah. It's a funeral, you yeah. know. You have yeah. dead things, whether it's a pyramid or a cross. Exactly. Duh. Also, um, Screech didn't have proper shoes, so he's wearing a pair of Kelly's black high heels. <gasps> I listen. Uh, you all mourn in our own way. Like we've gone back, we've taken Screech back down the the hole. <laughs> Though, I mean, again, cakes and crosses aside, another kind of undead thing would kind of fit in the theme of death. So sure. maybe that's how Screech mourns. I guess he, he would like to imagine people living on in a different form. Now, whether that's an undead vampire or in the thoughts and minds and actions of your students or information you impart, who's to say? Hmm. But Zach has lost his goddamn mind. Yeah, Zach's gone crazy. Zach's like, listen, um, I gotta live life to the fullest now. I could die any second. Um, well, listen, your your prof was kind of old, so. So, granted, I, he had lots of regrets, and, like, I get, okay, maybe value life more, whatever. But he's like, all right, I gotta, Kelly, I gotta talk to you immediately. What's going on, Zach? Can't wait till after the funeral? No, it can't. We could be dead by then. I need to know if you love me. Whoa! 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 Preppy. Whoa. Preppy. Why, listen, we haven't been to get back together for just a little taste. Um, Listen, I got my whole medical career ahead of me. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I mean, it's a little early. I just, How he just, didn't laugh in her <sighs> face. I mean. I mean, he was at the autopsy. Ugh. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but he's like, too bad. I got to know Dude, right now. And she doesn't want to tell him, but he presses her like, bitch, do you love me or not? Just be honest with me. And she's like, I can't say that, Zach. He's like, cool, whatever. And leaves. You stalk this girl for months. So territorial. And you can just, all right, done. Ugh, he's the worst. But when he lives in the moment, he's not worried. He, he's not as creepy-ish, I guess, but still the worst. Best thing about this scene ending is we get the super slow, sad version of the theme. Oh, that is the best. Standing on the edge of tomorrow today. <laughs> Do you think that they did that in the studio like that day? Like they're like, all right, now give us a sad one at the end. Or they had to call the people back in. It's awesome. <gasps> I love the sad versions of themes. It is pretty sweet. It's always awesome. Um, so, um, also at the funeral, there's some weird slapstick. There's so much weird slapstick in this episode with See. Grand Moff Tarkin losing her cell phone in the casket and then, like, ripping her sleeve off or his sleeve out. Yeah, like, what? Like, this is... This is theoretically kind of a heavy episode for Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. Probably the heaviest of Saved by the Bell episodes. They're all dealing with mortality. Well, definitely in the college years. I mean, like, let's not forget Say Nope to Dope or whatever. There's no hope in Dope. I mean, that was a pretty sobering. I don't know if we covered that in the show, but... Uh, the caffeine uh, pill episode? So excited. I mean, that was... Caffeine pills. That hit a heart. But it's hard to take this one seriously when Zach has lost his goddamn mind, and yes. also Slater. Yes. Um, When Leslie Rahm is running around, whatever the fuck she's wearing. Mm. Also, Screech is a vampire. Yeah, and no one's buying that. Like, and the thing is, they know at this point this show is being canceled. This is—they've only got two left after this. They're clearly already planning the movie, so they know it's over. Like, 
I mean, I, it's like they're at the same time trying a little harder by getting, giving a hard, a hard hitting like death to deal with. Well, at the same time, like we're going full out with slapstick. <laughs> like, what is it? It's like the two, two teams. It's like one. It's like, hey, let's make this shit really real. And the other team's like, let's get all of our yuck yucks in. Oh yeah, yuck yucks being professor can't stay off her phone even mm-hmm. during a service a serious thing. Drops her phone in the casket. Fuck. Starts to give the speech. Phone goes off. Um, I want to say like she maybe her hand gets stuck. On she his get, yeah, she gets she like her watch sle- stuck to his like cuff or something, and so she's like ripping Dude. the shirt off a dead man. At one point, Zach wants to make one of his famous speeches, but he boxes it because it's like Zach, what the fuck's wrong with you? Is he does he what does he propose? He says he's like, listen, this isn't what he would want. Why don't hey? Here's an idea. Why don't we all leave this funeral and go play um, frisbee golf or something crazy? Ultimate frisbee, I think, yeah. Because that was the huge thing that was in. And the it's 90s. like, and everybody's like, um, Doc, this is a funeral. Like, what is your fucking deal? I do love that they do do that. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I guess it's just me. <laughs> he walks out. Everyone else is like, mm, fair enough. All that being said, though, I think Zach has the most fun in this episode as any person. Sure. Because he's untied. He's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to have fun. Not that that matters in my day, but yeah. that is interesting. So uh, next scene, uh, everybody's like, wow, what's going on with Zach? Now he's not back yet. I don't know what's going on. He's so acting so weird. Um, then Zach rolls into the <laughs> dorm room on a motorcycle. He's like, hey, check out my Harley. Not a Harley. <laughs> check out my old timey motorcycle <laughs> that probably doesn't actually run. Oh, of course. Well, how did he get up the stairs? Like, I don't even know. They would have heard that coming. You think Mike would be like, hey, hey, no motorcycles inside the dorm room, but he's not. He's like, <laughs> What is this, the highway? <laughs> nice. <laughs> but instead, he decides to use this movie. He's like, oh, Zach's just having some problem dealing with grief. Luckily, I'm a therapist. You're a therapist like Kelly's a doctor. He did. In his defense, he did say, I'm a therapist in training. True. Let me remind you, I'm a therapist in training. <sighs> so he, okay, said, Mike. he sits Zach and he's like, listen, let's talk about your feelings right now. Acting, acting. And Zach's like, well, you know, I just want to seize the day. I want to live my life, you know? Like, I can die. Like, he died right there where you're sitting. Right here where I'm sitting. Blah, 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 blah. Spooks! Runs out. Runs out of the room. Yeah, yeah, someone's not gonna be a therapist. Oh boy. He also is targeting the wrong person. Um, Slater needs help. Yeah. Slater is falling apart. He's a shadow of who he is. Um, you notice though that like it's only the dudes that are like falling apart. Oh, of like, course. All the women have got it together. You would think Alex would be like, beside herself, like uncontrollably sobbing. Yeah. Except when you do kind of take a moment and reflect. Oh, Alex is just super selfish. She doesn't care. Yeah. And, Leslie and she Rod- also thinks she's going to live forever, apparently. She's like, oh, dead guys. Leslie yeah, Rodney, like, she's had a silver spoon in her mouth forever. Has she ever had to deal with anything serious in her life like a death? Well, dude, later, um, they're in the fucking quad, and she's like, let's have a girl night or something just to get our minds off this. What we're going to do is we're going to go back to the dorm and talk about boys and eat ice cream and then not weigh ourselves. And her and Alex are like, yay! And then they run off. <laughs> the worst. It's so weird. Um, uh, Kelly is, is wearing her doctor's check coat in that scene, by the way. <laughs> She is. <laughs> she just awesome. come off the coma ward. Just checking on my patients. <laughs> you know, even even though this is a serious time, I, I gotta I gotta make my rounds. <laughs> awesome, love it. Uh-uh. I love it. <laughs> so Kelly good. keeps accidentally like. <laughs> Kelly murdered the professor. Yes. <laughs> he passed out and she was so quick on that autopsy. I will not stay in the coma ward long if you know what I mean. I don't want to say anything, but when he came in last week, I changed some of his medications and... Oh boy, maybe I should have been licensed first. I may have killed him. I may have murdered him. 
Let me Wait. put an autopsy right now. But Kelly, I don't know if this is, I need to do it right now. What you don't know is this is her, this is this is her space dog long con to get Zach. Oh yeah, that's I remember the last episode of OG Saved by the Bell uh -huh. where Kelly says you don't date Zach Morris without learning a thing or two. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this yeah. is a long con in her. Defo, defo. Um, everything revolves around that. So um, all of a sudden, um, Grandma, I love we just call her Grandma Tarkin. She's she's Grandma Tarkin. She's Grandma Tarkin. Um, runs he's like. Oh. Slater, call security! There's someone climbing the building! First of all, is that really a security concern? Second of all, why is Zach climbing the fucking building? Um, he's not climbing the building. He is belaying off the side of the building, which even if it was five stories tall, is not that dangerous. Yeah. I mean, if it was two stories tall, I mean, you could probably jump off of that and do a tumble and be fine. Like, Zach's, well, Zach's cool. He, he, he comes down, he comes down, pops through the window, he's like, hey guys, you know, just me, Zach, living life, climbing buildings. If anything, he knows how to make an entrance. Because how many of those co-eds are now like, who the fuck is Zach Morris? I need to know now. Because he comes down the window like a champion. Like, yeah. oh, hey, guys, what's up? Is this window in the way? Not anymore. Hey, I just finished uh, defying death with my uh, belaying, and now I'm going to go defy death again and get some of those sloppy joes at the bar. <laughs> Who's with me? All right. So we have some comedy moments. Slayer's so like, listen, Preppy, you got to calm it down. This motorcycle, it's too dangerous. This this climbing building's too dangerous. Like, you're, you're losing your mind. And this chili dog, you, I will not let you eat this chili dog as a friend. Ah, comedy. Then Kelly rolls over. Zach, what are you doing? Listen, if you don't love me, fuck it. I'm living my life. <laughs> you got a problem with it? Maybe you should stop me by loving me. He doesn't, I mean, he's not as, I mean, that is what the subtext yeah. of it is. But he is, like, just a straight up, like, Codependency. cold tour. Yeah. Zach, I think that's a little weird. Whatever. Why, why do you care? Oy. Um, I do love that Grand Moff Tarkin steps to him when he first was like, Mr. Morris, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, bitch, calm down. I'm fucking living life. I, I could, I could have... Oh, I, I live life too. Whatever, Grand Moff. I could have you expelled. Really? Then I'd have free time to, to, to live more life. Sounds great. It's like, oh, well, never mind well, then. My hollow threats don't work? <laughs> Shit. So she does. She exercises her power on some dude. Like pick up that trash, and some Ugh. student does it. She also has a moment earlier where she talks about like, oh yeah, someone moons her, and she's like, get all, get all those people from whatever group Move it was, Alpha or whatever the yeah. fuck it is. Get that fraternity over here. I want to interview each and every one of them. Oh wow. They need to get in a lineup. What the fuck, you creepo? Mm. That's gross. That's inappropriate. It's abusing powers. What it's, it is? It's a Lasky lapse. What that is. <laughs> Classic Lasky laps. Oh, I don't like it. It, it. All of us are plagued by it. It's abuse of power. It's it's mm. that's that's what ruined the empire. <laughs> they couldn't crush the rebels and wasn't that Lasky laps. <laughs> <laughs> they directed Lasky laps. Damn you, Vader. <laughs> huh? So yeah. So Kelly's like, Zach's like, well. How does it happen? Somehow Kelly says, why don't you just jump out of the plane? <laughs> Dude, I'm so lost in Star Wars metaphors right now. When you said, how did it happen? I was like, well, they went through the trench, and then, like, I think they hit the exhaust port before I realized we were back on Saved by the Bell. Like, we've merged those worlds in my mind right now. So, um, my apologies. I'm I so just, sorry. I don't understand. Like, the second Death Star, how are you going to build so fast? I mean, that thing was really coming along. I, like... There's a slight problem, like... I mean, when did they start that? Was it always just hanging around indoor, just nobody goes to indoor because it's the worst? <laughs> like, how'd that thing happen? <laughs> Lasky laughs. <laughs> 
So okay, I'm somehow sorry. Uh, they engineer <laughs> Kelly to say the line, "Why don't you just jump out of a plane?" Which people say in life naturally. Yeah. And Zach's like, "That sounds like a great idea, huh?" Zach, I was kidding. Too bad. I'm gonna do it. So now Zach is gonna go skydiving, which sounds like fun. True. Um, not before the scene ends and Screech tries to belay too, but he does it backwards, and by that oh. I mean upside down, which is impossible and not a yeah. thing. So he's hanging from the rope and swinging back and forth, and we get more slapstick from him. Yeah. There's also a point. I mean, they decide to go skydiving. I don't remember how they translate her into it, but there's also slapstick where, like, peer apparently pressure. they try. Oh, I forgot peer pressure. Mad peer pressure. When all else fa- fails, peer pressure will get the job done. Guys, you don't have to follow their lead. Mr. T taught us that. <laughs> um. But people who are vulnerable, like Slater and Zach, mm-hmm. easily done. I mean, Definitely. peer pressure, go to peer pressure as your go-to in those situations. If you're yes. doing a, 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 what do we call him? Not Snoop Dogg. Space Dog. Space if you're doing a, If you're running a Space Dog sitch, mm-hmm. um, prey on the weak with peer pressure. It's Defo. that easy. Defo. Um, but there's a part where they go to do a high five or something, and they miss, and they hit Screech. In the face, yeah. and he's like, oh, a wise guy, huh? And then, like, they start doing, like, uh, it's basically the Three Stooges for a moment. Again, more slapstick in this one super bleak episode. They're on that plane. Mind-blowing. Yeah, so they're on the plane. Screech freaks out. He doesn't want to do it. Then Slater freaks out. He doesn't want to do it. Zach's ready to go. Zach's in, he's invincible. Kelly radios in to the guy running the skydiving thing. Because that's it. You can do that. Yeah, and it's like... like Zach, don't do it. And he's like, why? Why, why do you care? Oh, she speaks through him. Like, there's right. a middle man who's, like, relaying everything. Yeah, more more chances for wacky antics. Mm, yeah. And eventually, after a long portrayal, long, long delayed conversation, she's like, don't do it because because I love you. And Zach's like, what? Really? Oh, God, I don't want to jump out of a plane. Listen, you're skydiving. It's it's likely very safe. People do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not super safe this is your first time and no one's jumping with you. That's but very it was true. the 90s. We didn't know what was up back then. We played by different rules. Hey, here's a pack. Pull the cord. <laughs> Don't hit the ground. <laughs> Faster than you think you should. Mm. Um, it's that easy, right? They're all jumping up and down in the plane right at the doorway. And then we see, like, the stock footage of the plane. The plane just dips them out. <laughs> Well, Zach almost falls out, and he grabs onto the plane yeah. while the phone call's going on. Yeah, so somehow through wacky antics, all three of them fall out of the plane. Well, also, Screech jumps and leaps at them and helps facilitate them. That's like, true. Like, Screech it's, pushes them. Yeah, it's very, very stagey. And then we have a scene of them falling and doing dialogue as though they would somehow be able to hear each other. Fair enough. And then we have the skydiving I mean, shot. It is pretty awesome that there's an episode of Saved by the Bell where they kind of try to match the suits with the people jumping. Mm-hmm. Like, Preppy and all of them have on the suits that right. the stock footage of are, like, maybe real footage. Uh, I don't know they, how they, they had the budget they for this. Yeah, they definitely shot that for reals. But this is probably the, the biggest budget they've ever had on a Saved by the Bell episode. I mean, we've seen those dances. There were no budget for that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. They have some crazy antics going down. Everything deploys properly. Um, Zach's beside himself because Kelly loves him. Meanwhile, Kelly's still guy. He's like, Zach, Zach, you there? Are you there, Zach? And then somehow Zach is like landed and like already gotten back to there. And he rolls in my door. Was she there for like an hour? Like just on the line? I don't know. And Zach goes in, I'm right behind you. Oh, <gasps> Zach. And they embrace. They kiss. Yay. But then Zach turns god powers. And this really does take a page out of Star Wars transition books. True. Because he looks at the screen and says, <laughs> this ain't a peep show or something like that. Like, we need some privacy. And he grabs the top of the screen and then puts it down like in a wipe. Yeah. And it goes. And you're like, oh. And then it's like, da 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 And it's like the credits roll. Zach's and it's gonna, like, George, we got a George Lucas cut. Two and TIE fighters roll in. Zach has just... his full force powers back. <laughs> 
And then we see, um, I guess, the outtakes of Screech swinging by the, the yeah. rope, where Mark Paul Gossler, um, who plays Bash, by the way, on the Franklin Bash, at one point grabs the rope and starts jerking it, like, yeah. tormenting <laughs> Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. But it is neat to see behind the, like, the actual stage. It's like, wait a minute, they're not in college. That's just a, that's just a set. <laughs> it was so convincing until now. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So, who won and who lost the episode? Oh, dude, I really have no... I mean, core, core cast, that's a good question. Overall, that professor fucking lost, dude. He lived his life as a coward, dude. Um, lied to people about who he was. Lived mm-hmm. a persona that wasn't real. Never smoked a cigar, even though he had it in his hand the entire fucking time. We can imagine he had that cigar for his whole life. Oh, yeah. It's a metaphor and for his life. Right when he's about to do something with his life or do something fun, he's a buzzkill again. His heart gives out. Yeah. Granted, that's because, you know, Kelly put on that medication when definitely, he wasn't ready. But definitely. So, all I right. I think he would have... Whole cast, he lost. Sure. Now, like, Though I think you can make a, a case that Kelly also lost because she was forcibly manipulated by Zach. Oh, but who's Con and who in that? True. I think we hit on that earlier. That's true. So I'm not sure. Um, Slater was a complete loser. Yeah. Um, we don't really get a resolve to him like accepting death either. No. I mean, he jumps out of a plane, but I don't no, think that really was, counts. No, dude, he, he did he not. He fell out of a plane. I mean, you and you could say that that probably got his. Uh, his mojo back, as it were. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. See, that's a mystery. Yeah. That's a cliffhanger that I don't know how Will to answer yet. Will it be yet. resolved in the next two episodes in the movie? <laughs> well, it better be. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Is Slater over death? That's the big question. In the Boy, it's, a, it's an important question. That's got to be the B-side story on all the rest of the apps. Mm, definitely. Alex and Leslie Romney are kind <sighs> of like... Terrible. Yeah. I mean, Screech doesn't ruin the cake. That's one thing. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> who won? See, that's who won. Zach had a lot of fun. Got mm. his girl. If he was manipulated, who cares? I mean, he got what he, sure. I guess, thinks that he wants. I think Zach won it. Pretty clear. Pretty clear victory. Zach won. Got his force powers back. Nice. Fashion. Ugh. Best dressed, worst dressed. Alex in that black dress and those stockings. Well done. Yes. Best dress, though? Kelly does pull off a lot of outfits in this that are nice. She does. She does. And she might have the least uh, aesthetically offensive outfits of any of the women, at least on the show. Well, even her bad outfits, like her, her junky, like, um, lounging around home, like, weird cut-off sweatshirt thing. Pretty foxy. Quite true. Quite true. Like, pretty ragtag, but And at one foxy. point, when you think she fails, she's got that denim jacket on with, like, mm-hmm. a tube top underneath it. Yeah. And jeans that don't seem to be as high as other jeans, too. Like, it's slightly more right. modern. Right. Um, the jean jacket is buttoned on the top button and just worn open like yeah okay i mean i know there's certain i mean that's a fashion um statement in certain i guess cultural groups now but Shane, be proud of your tube top be yeah. proud of that tube top be you, own it own it own it um but i think worse rest like alex when she's wearing that weird thing in Dude, screech just like a vampire and had women's shoes on still when alex is wearing <laughs> that grayish purple thing <laughs> and she wears the doily she does wear the doily like I, alex with the stockings super foxy super it's down it's like they had to balance her out yeah like, right, you got the stockings and the black dress we get it now we're gonna have to put you in this i'm and sorry the same with leslie romney leslie romney in that scene where alex is wearing mm, the gray yeah. purple thing she's got like the she got the cleavage she's got like the decent looking normal human outfit but then at the funeral she's wearing the long untucked shirt under she could either a pantsuit. she could either walk into like a poetry reading at some coffee shop with that kind of get up on or she could tuck in the shirt because it also looked like she was wearing riding pants and yeah. boots like or she could go riding in a minute i don't know what you're doing leslie romney what fashion no are you channeling 
The guys are all right, and I do give Zach credit, and I would almost say Zach wins, because this is the first episode where at least he doesn't completely botch the fashion. Mm -hmm. Is it odd that we talk so much about fashion in this? No. And I'm actually with a conviction saying I Listen. think Zach should actually have it. Listen. I don't know why I just got caught up in the moment like that, but I was like, wait a minute. There's, I'm there's, actually, like, I have stakes in this, like I, personal I, stakes. What's that about? I just want Zach to succeed at some point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I still. I still think Kelly is probably I'm, best okay, dressed. Yeah, yeah. Kelly wins best dress. I, mean, I just want to commend Zach. But worst worst dress is a is a tough. That's a. It can't be a tie unless we want to do it. No. I. I Maybe I wouldn't say Leslie Romney because she didn't wow us like Alex did with that outfit. Mm -hmm. Because she, when she came out, we both were like, yes, yes, well done, true, Alex. True. How can we get that for the spring season or whatever? Season I like Alex's purplish gray thing was really that bad. Was, but it. But but she did. But the stockings. Super foxy. Takes but, risks with mm -hmm. her fashion. Yes. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Leslie Romney, though, even killed pretty mediocre and or bad. True. So I would say Leslie loses. Leslie Romney loser loses. Because Leslie's a loser in fashion. She's a loser. She's a loser. I like it. Didn't like that Tooth Fairy. Not Tooth Fairy. Um, the Tinkerbell outfit on her mm -hmm. more than Alex, but I, that's just a pride. I disagree. I tend to... I, I, yeah. Agree to disagree, sir. Agree to disagree. If we were going to double date, you would obviously be taking Alex out, yes. which might be weird for you because you might, you know, would, would you guys be doing Ramjack without me? Like, that would bother me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex. This is my co-host, Brad. Why does Alex sound like a girl? And then pretty soon it's like, guys... Huh? It would be weird if I dated someone named Alex. Wouldn't it? I couldn't that. date a girl named Brad. I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> that girl from Hey Dude. <laughs> yeah! Bradley. Okay. A little wild, a little strange, but I like it. All right, you're going to date the girl from Hey Dude. I'm going to date Alex from College. <laughs> it's going to be nothing but awkwardness and misunderstandings forever. Hey, guys. This is Alex, and this is my co-host, Brad. And she giggles and like, yeah. What? Oh, no. We're all on the show. Hey, I'm Alex, and I'm Alex, and this is Brad, and this is Brad. <laughs> This is so hard. <laughs> well, who's who? I don't understand. I'll just wait till we get to the recaps on the oh, episodes, guys. Someone's, someone's going to change their name. I'll be Henry. <laughs> hey, I'm Alex. <laughs> this is Henry, formerly Hi. Brad. This I'm is Henry Alex. Now. This is Brad. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I kind of still want to go by Alex. So maybe they'll be Alex one and Alex two. Boy, Alex and girl, Alex. <laughs> just to blatantly assign genders. There was a girl whose name was Kyle that um people called her girl Kyle. Like they called the Kyle in the group Kyle, and they specifically called her girl Kyle. <laughs> awesome. She was badass though. She was really cool. Nice. Um. Um. So yeah, that's that's something that can't happen. <laughs> that's something that can't or should. I don't know. Agreed. We'll see how that happens. Agreed. But um. Yeah. yeah good apps. I cannot wait to see how this like how this wraps how this up resolves. Indeed. Hmm. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's a real talk episode today. Again, guys, I hope it was interesting and at times amusing. I mean, those crazy people are hilarious. I, de I definitely think people think it's insightful on many, yeah. many levels. If, if, if it's just bumped you out, I'm sorry. Sorry. Be better next time. <laughs> I mean, you know it's going to be... Go back and least, listen to Zaps. Yeah, I mean, listen to one of those classic apps. It's cool. But, but thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We would like to hear from you. Yes, we would. What are your stories? What are your concerns? What's what are happening? you doing? Um, I, I hope your life's better than mine. <laughs> there are ways you can do that. You can give us a phone call, 206-339-5894. That's a phone number that I've got memorized. We, we do try to play every voicemail we get. 
It's just sometimes episodes have to. I, there's a weird pacing and things. So, so don't don't get discouraged if you don't hear it immediately. You will hear it. We also tend to have backup episodes or like at least record in one yeah. in advance. Now we're pretty caught up now as far as I think that goes. But guys, we're gonna definitely have to get that backlog up. So don't worry about that. So don't get discouraged if you don't get played immediately. It's all right. Right. Or it'll make it onto this show of things that got cut for time, but you will eventually hear, which is probably in about a month, and Alex goes to camp. True. There's two of those excursions, so hey. Hey. Throw us an email. Ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Ramjackpodcast. Facebook group's a fun time. It is the best. Good times, fun stuff, good food, fun times. Fun stuff. Leave us an iTunes review if you'd like. Please. Five stars to the front of the line. The website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Listen to all the old apps. See the old, some of the uh, older album art that Brad used to do. Now you do the banners on the Facebook group, yes. which are pretty hilarious and awesome. It's fun times. Um, but definitely read the tags. There's some definitely. fun tags over there. Uh, but beyond that... Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Brad, thank you for sharing your story. Um, You're welcome. And, um... Thank you for letting me come to your house and record and take a shower. How's the friends for? Hurrah! What's podcasting for, right? Oh, my gosh. In between that and the television show. <laughs> Seriously. And, guys, again, always take responsibility for your problems. It's no one else's problem to deal with. But still, I think we know who the real person to blame is. Thanks a lot. Barack Hussein Obama!